Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. And otaku. Don't forget otaku. (laughs) All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you... That's, in, that's capitalized, can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Now I have to introduce so many people. Okay, uh, welcome to the, what episode is this, the 31st? 31st. The 31st episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, and uh, my name is Dylan, and all I do is introduce people, and I've got a lot of people to introduce, so hopefully I get through it. I'm going to go with uh, the Flemings first. We have a hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. Hi, hi. We have the stupid awesome analyst, John. Yo. We have the hippest man in the room, Glitch. What it is. And the nerdy show hosts, guest appearing. (laughs) Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Tony. What up now? What up indeed. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Happy Year. New Year. Happy Mary. Happy, Happy thing Mary. with the beer and stuff. You guys are still drunk. Who? No? Okay. Happy hour. Yeah. Happy hour. Right, so it's on behalf of all of Nerdy Show, Happy New Year. And Joni not. Tony. Joni and I are Joni. <laughs> yes, I. Joni. Uh, Tony and Joni are both here today. Uh, Tony and I are, are glad to be on Wicked Anime for the first time. Yeah. yeah. This is Thank our you. first crossover we'll, we'll episode. So you apologize in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, we're going to be fired after this episode, so... I know. Don't who, you Who's idea don't you was run it to it? be like, let's bring our producers onto this show. They'll see what we can I, do. Wasn't that your idea? <laughs> well, was. we do need to make sure... we Cap, you and I do need to make sure that these boys are running a tight ship. That's right. So the, far, the, not doing too good. They're just uh, saying. The quarterly check-in. I've, I've got a lot of checks in the wrong column and very few in the right. Uh, it, Tony, for, for future British impressions, they say tick instead of check, especially when it pertains to a checkbox. I do appreciate that. Damn. And lift. They say lift as well. You they, they are whale cum. I am. <laughs> 40 gallons. <laughs> that took me a minute. That took me a minute. Distance between my ear and the brain. A little long. Still on dial up. How do you guys do this thing? What's going on? <laughs> Dylan, do you uh, want to do I'm waiting for us? Andrew to ring the news bell. Okay, let's ring the news bell, and the news bell sounds like news. They usually just let our ship sink, and then we... <laughs> they just chime in whenever. Yeah. Titanic! <laughs> a very, a very uh, a reoccurring line that happens on this show is, we eventually talk about anime on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I, I, was I don't get to talk about it when I show up on Nerdy Show. Oh, man. That's right. That's why we brought Wicked Anime on. <laughs> yeah, buddy. We L two anime so fail. Did the news bell get rang? It I did. It did. So eventually, I'm going to start talking about it. We should. We should actually technically have dropped the news ball 
for 2014. <laughs> oh, God. But, but I don't know Drop what that sounds like. We've the ball a couple of times already. <laughs> so it's Happy News Year? We're teabagging this year. <laughs> that, that was like five different ball <laughs> jokes go two spoons like, all in. at once. <laughs> <laughs> two spoons in. Oh, my gosh. That's an old one. See, this is that ship sinking, and then in a moment, they're going to yeah. actually chime in with news. Lifeboats. <laughs> so first up in... Maybe you see us in comedy. It's my favorite ship. Yeah. I'm a shipper. <laughs> so first up oh, in God. media news... Um, we actually have a lot of Studio Ghibli-related news to go through because there's a lot going on with Miyazaki's new film, or new to us, uh, The Wind Rises. Um, right. New, re- going to be released in America soon, The Wind Rises. Right. It's yes. going to be in theaters in February, right, if I'm not mistaken? I don't know. You tell me. You could be. We'll fact check eventually. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Our fans are used to it. We don't fact check. <laughs> There's been the new announcement of the English dubcast, and it's like the best dubcast for a Ghibli film since, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, JGL, my boy crush, is in it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've that's, got a that's my boy. Pretty star-studded cast. they got John Krasinski as well, Martin Short, William H. Macy. Yeah, William H. Macy. That's pretty cool. Huh. List goes on and on. I'm wondering how they got Martin Short in there. Like, what... What <laughs> vital role does he they play? They dangled <laughs> money. What's he been doing recently, really? Well, yeah. I mean, they they had the only Billy Crystal role for like a 10-year span. That's true. Uh, yeah. it, back in Howl's movie. They Catholic. told him he could be Jiminy Glick again <laughs> if, if he just came back. <laughs> uh, by the way, the North American release date is February 21st. Yeah, I was right. Still technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> so in related news to that as well... The Wind Rises has been announced that it's been nominated for two Golden Globes. It has been put in the categories of Best Foreign Film and Best Original Score, which is pretty impressive for, I mean, there's rarely any Japanese movies that ever get into the Golden Globes. Well, seeing that all of our anime films have been robbed from a Golden Globe for the past, I don't know, five years. About five years. Um, It would be nice to see uh, Studio Ghibli get in. Well, you you know... Why that happens is because the, the, most of the people that vote on those things are, like, in their 60s and 70s, and oh, all yeah. this stuff is oh, off no. the radar. Yeah, oh, I absolutely know that. They just, and they're like, this is a cartoon. And the, the checks and balances, I mean, this is only getting awards because someone told them it was important because it's his yeah. last film. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. this is probably, this is the first, I, I would, I'm, this, I'm not saying this is a, as a fact, but I assume this is one of the first major nominations Joe Hisashi, the composer, has ever received. Probably. Oh, probably. So, it's very political. At least over here. It's a very every everything that has to do with Golden Globes, Academy Awards, Oscars, Emmys, like it's all very political. Even though the Emmys Fuck are it, pretty, I'll take the pity win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. wins the win. I'll take the pity win. Whatever. That's what? a foot in the door. Sounds like Miyazaki gives a shit. He's going to be sitting there going, "Well, I made a lot of films, and I'm I'm done now. I'll I'll take your award, sure. I'll use it as a doorstop. And I still look like Colonel Sanders." <laughs> Which is kind of weird. I actually uh, saw from up on Poppy Hill recently the for the first time the the, the most recent uh, Ghibli film yeah. um, done by the other Miyazaki uh, <laughs> Goro who does not have four arms. I learned. Um, <laughs> Damn it! Oh man, it was my all my fan art. I thought that's is, how you animated. I, I have to burn all my fan art now. I expected like it, I watched the trailer and it was like uh, like period. Romantic film, possibly a rom-com, not sure. Wasn't really excited to see it, but um, it was pretty good, actually. Really? Um, I mean, it was, it's still, a, you know, Japan, a rural Japan in the 1960s, very sentimental, but uh, but it, it had some charm. And uh, the student body of the um, 
the school that it centers around, they have this bizarre guy club that's this old, like, Spanish-style building. Uh, and it's this uh, crazy... Oh, it's it's an it's old in there, and it's disgusting and dirty. And they've got all these little like clubs that are centered around there. And there's some really funny dialogue from like all of them. Uh, Ron Howard has a bit part for some reason. Um, <laughs> wow, huh. because Ron Howard. Yeah, well, and, and uh, actually, their biggest actors all have like bit parts. Like Gillian Anderson has a bit part, and um, Jamie Lee Curtis has a bit part. I don't, I don't, I don't. With most of the casting for the dubs, I don't even. But it was it was all right. I it need was, a name to put on the marquee. I don't care if they're just going. Was, oh my! It was it was definitely <gasps> all right. Princess Mononoke. It's not, but uh, you know what is. Um, so following up with uh, the last piece of Miyazaki news that I found was that people have started to kind of grow some balls about this and cover the subject of that the wind rises is being criticized for being culturally inaccurate and the portrayal of history because you know what the wind rises is about right it's about the guy who developed the world war ii japanese planes yeah the zeros yeah exactly so like people have kind of overlooked the fact that it's about you know the life of the guy who you know potentially was one of the lead people for pearl harbor people have been started saying that it's a pro-war movie it, it, it's it's very anti-Japanese because of the subject matter of what it sh- oh, really? shows or Is something. Is that what they said? Yeah, I don't know. Because hmm. it's it's a really... We, we actually talked about this when they were just talking about the production of this movie, which was that Japan like knows what they did during World War II. And we're pretty good at reminding them. <laughs> yeah. um, we make sure they know. But they also quote-unquote thank us for, you know, the way that the war ended because it kind of, like, put them back into... Yeah, well, they said, they said it, it, like, freed them from tyranny. Right, yeah. So they, so they're, they actually hold no, like, grudges against us at all, except for maybe the people in Hiroshima. They're probably still a little ticked off, but... Um, <laughs> and irradiated, too. But, but, but otherwise, like, no, and dead seriously, they, they really... I had a, I had one of my animation teachers lived in Japan for a while, and he said, "No, it's it's really okay. Like they're really very forgiving about it." The kind of I, the way I kind of picture Japan is like you know that bully that was in elementary school, and then you find out that you're not so different, and then all of a sudden you're best friends forever. Um, that's kind of what it was like. Where where it's like, oh, hey, sorry guy about that World War II thing, guys. We're best friends forever now. We're allies. <laughs> Are you best friends with a bully from high school, Andrew? The, a lot of the controversy, which started um, uh, middle of 2013, um, it, it uh, first showed up, I think, if I remember correctly, was the, the Yahoo um, Japan boards uh, talking about the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were calling it anti-Japanese, uh, particularly, and I don't know how this pertains to the plot at all, or maybe it was just something uh, Miyazaki said, um, but in relation to comfort women, which is, uh, I suppose, Imperial Japan during World War II, sectioned off a group of women for certain platoons of, sh- of soldiers to basically be uh, rape meat uh, and just have be had sex with for the good of the country um, mm. because, yeah. The thing about the comfort women is that Japan has never offered a formal apology, really. Like, they've, they've done many small um, acknowledgments of it, but they really like to pretend it never happened, and there's still comfort women who are alive and uh, very much attest that, yes, it did happen, and uh, Miyazaki uh, being a pretty intense feminist is yep. very much in the in the court of the comfort women mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and that was one of the many things relating to the release of this film they got on his case about really mm-hmm. yeah 
That's actually yeah. a piece of history that I wasn't real. really familiar with, and it's not really a surprise that nobody wants to have babies in Japan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny though hearing people getting mad at Miyazaki. Like, what are they going to do? Boycott his next film? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That's probably what he said. He was just like, what are you going to do about it? Because he's essentially, he's going, you know what? All the stuff that I didn't want to do because I did have another movie to make, I'm saying it now. Mic drop. (laughs) The Miyazaki mic drop, which means as his microphone falls, it turns into a dragon and goes magically away. But there's uh, there's actually um, a lot of conservatism uh, rising up in Japan right now. I I don't really know. I don't understand it personally. I don't really know how it works and the logistics of it. Are they like pro-imperial Japan or, or what? But um, but those kind of people who are in many ways are as eccentric as our own Tea Partyists over here um, were <laughs> oh God, no. were having none of Miyazaki. They were just like branding him a traitor uh-huh. um, and and a lot of angry internet comments, Japan style. <laughs> Japan style. <laughs> Two Chan music video. Two Chan was just like we're having none of this memes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That was not the strange news, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. That got a little weird. <laughs> so there's just been a couple of movie announcements. I'm just going to run through them real quick. There's There's been three that I'm really particularly interested in. Um, in Japan, there has been a Lupin the Third live-action film slated for August 30th. Finally. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, how Lupin long the could it take them to... <laughs> To get a loop in the third out, and I remember, I kind of remember them saying that it was going to be uh, slightly modernized, like it was going to right. be more today based than it, you know, took place in the seventies, yeah, seventies, sixties, and seventies loop in the third kind of a thing. Not so like that, a heist film would do well in yeah. today's society, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, actually, uh, I posted this to you guys not too long ago on, uh, well, on our Wicked Anime page was. The next Korean-American film, which is the remake of I Saw the Devil, which... Have you guys seen I Saw the Devil? Nope. It's messed up. It is so messed up. Like, the way... You know how they remade Old Boy? And Old Boy is this freaking fantastic movie, and I haven't seen the American remake of it yet. Um, The American bomb. Like, it's... uh, I Saw the Devil was made by the same guy, except it's when he kind of took... uh, Instead of, like... One leap forward as far as getting as messed up as it is, he took like ten, um, and it's. I, I'm really excited to it's, see how the how, to see how I saw the devil in, a, in an American release would be because it's it's really messed up and I highly recommend it. It's yeah. re, it's a really good revenge film. It's, Do you yeah. know who's gonna direct the American? Uh, I. <laughs> Don't actually. I'm gonna say think, not um, Spike Lee. Do they talk about yeah. it? It is not no. Spike Lee. That is so. You, that is you're saying true. this is uh, this it original? Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. This original film was done by the same director as the Vengeance trilogy. It's on Netflix. It's, the original one. Cool. Now, now that I think about it, maybe it's not um, directed by him because Old Boy was directed and starred the same person. Like the 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 main character was, or of Old Boy at least, was the the director of that film. Um, he is also the bad guy in I Saw the Devil. Or at least the Korean version. Uh. So I'm not sure if he actually directed it. I think he did, though. Kim Ji-Woon is the original um, filmmaker for I Saw the Devil. Park Chan-Wook is the guy that directed Oh Boy. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, that is actually something I, I'm reading in this article. Is uh, is uh, Kim Ji-Woon has directed a, an, an American film before, though. Um, what? Before, before he, or, you know, he did all his Korean films. And then he did his first American debut film, which was... Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Last Stand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what? Uh, has he done anything since? Because that could have been a very fitting title. <laughs> really? I kind of want to see it still. Just saying. Nah, I, I was just saying. 
Because <laughs> it was a play on words. It's kind of what I do. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. So Tony Baldini, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll be here for the rest of the episode. And the uh, last um, announcement that they made, which is what Dylan brought to our attention, is there is a new Stephen Chow film coming out. Yay. Oh, called, thank you, God. It's called Journey you... to the West. It looks, yes. it looks all just as crazy as, <laughs> as um, anything he's ever made. I am so flippin' excited for this one. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer is, there's a trailer already online for it. It's absurd. I'm going to need to and see awesome. this. Yeah. So I haven't seen the trailer, but uh, the poster does, for some reason, bring to mind the art stylings of Big Trouble in Little China. In a weird sort of way, the way it's structured and uh, I am entirely okay with painted. that. <laughs> uh, I can kind of see that. Yeah, that would be. Link to the trailer in the in the below, guys. Like you remember Kung Fu Hustle? Imagine that with more pure crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was opposed this? to the Looney Tune style crack? The Dragon <laughs> Ball Z pure. style crack. Journey to the West is a famous story, right? Like, I, I don't I don't know what the actual uh, story is, but. Dude, I've told you like five times already. I don't think you have. <laughs> Priest, monkey <laughs> god, shit happens. A All journey right. to the west. <laughs> oh, okay. It is a Chinese literary classic written by Wu Cheng Yen. Wu Cheng Yen ain't nothing to fuck with. Next up, we are going to move on to some gaming news. And I think it would be gaming important news. to talk about uh, Nintendo Direct's final conference of 2013. Yeah, now, they announced some really interesting stuff. Oh my god, Hyrule Warriors! <laughs> oh god, I'm ready for that. Already. I kind of the the heavy rock Zelda theme, the fact that it's you know, and, and I know, I know, I know, as somebody who has played the Dynasty Warriors series for as long as I have, that it's going to be the same goddamn game. It's going <laughs> oh, to be yeah. the same game. But it's a, there's it's going to be Zelda. it's going to be the Yellow Moblin Rebellion yeah. to start the thing off, but. It's going to be Link running well, around, I mean, and I'm going to love it. It's like when they make any Dynasty Warriors clone. It doesn't matter that it's a Dynasty Warriors clone. It's based on the fans. Like, the fans will take their Dynasty Warrior rewrite, and whatever is skinned on top of it, they will play it. Like, the same way Jonathan and I just went straight to the Fist of the North Star game. Didn't matter that we it was Dynasty Warriors. The Fist of the North Star. I get to play as Kenshiro and Joggy and Rao. Don't care. It's going to be awesome. And then you get, like, the people whose fan fiction got voted into the top spot, and that became the main plot for the game. I just really want to know, like, will they be introducing new characters where you just see Goran armies, Zora armies? Which Zoras would they use? From the Link to the Past or actually Ocarina of Time? Probably those, because they look better. One thing... definitely... Can you play as Ganon? (laughs) I want to be Ganon! Oh, heck yeah, you can play as Ganon. I mean, you can play as Rao in Fist of the North Star. Why wouldn't you play as Ganon in in High Rewards? There better be a Sheik squad. It, yeah. def- <laughs> it, it, it definitely had kind of an ocarina look to it, like the the high rule they were showcasing in that in that video. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to yeah. be the lone lone ranchiers. <laughs> That's um, the only no. thing that uh, the Kakariku one- kids. Oh. Shut up, glitch. <laughs> <laughs> the one speculation. I'm that- excited. Leave me alone. This is his first time he's really like breaking out and talking this episode. So. <laughs> you just, now he's just naming things that are in Zelda, though. Like it's just like. <laughs> Because I like it's Zelda. tree! <laughs> Pots with rupees in them. Arrows. <laughs> All the boomerangs. Bushes everywhere. Stalker tokens. Owls. Handmasters. Wallmasters. Time travel. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the speculation that I had was whether or not this is going to be the first like official Zelda game where you could play as Zelda. That would be nice. That would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. cool. I I would like a better game to be for Zelda to preview, but though though, um, I mean, I don't think Nintendo is going to disavow this game. It looks pretty cool. Uh, but there was a licensed Zelda game, much like this. Is no, a no, Zelda no, game, you're not going to talk about it. Where that. you did play a Zelda. No, so I'm, just, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not going to go into it. It just it happened for Philip CDI. And I will, I will bring up that she Zelda would actually fit very well into this, just because Kunoichi, Sheik, mm-hmm. pretty much the same damn thing. I'm still waiting for my Zelda game where it's about Zelda and it's seven years gap between. No, they'll call it Link at that point. It'll be about Zelda. Legend of Link. Legend of Link. Just perpetuating the confusion. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, so along with that, there was um, Smash Brothers announcement where they added new characters. Um, Yes. Dr. Luigi, where they think... I'm I'm, I'm really (laughs) weirded out by this, the fact that they think that they can market new games just by making a Mario game a Luigi game. But it's the year of Luigi. uh, it, It is their... They're definitely doing this exclusively because it's the year of Luigi. Uh, they're doing it because they want to re-release Dr. Mario for the Wii U. Um, uh, there's a you know a downloadable Dr. Mario already for the Wii, and uh, this is exactly that same game, but Go with Luigi. HD graphics. Go Luigi. Um, and, and, of course, a new mode of play um, that could be fun. Sure, why not? Um, but, I mean, ultimately, it's it's Dr. Mario, comma, sure, why not, period. Uh, <laughs> I am glad. <laughs> I don't know how, that, what, how well that's going to acronym. <laughs> there are, Wait, are they going to do like a remake of Mario's Missing and starring Luigi? That was another licensed uh, uh, game, so uh, not officially recognized. But you if guys, Luigi was missing, but you guys there are L-shaped pills. How can it not be the same game? I mean, come on now. I mean, are they different. green? Hmm. I mean, it's just so weird. Like they, they, I mean, I can't even imagine swallowing an L-shaped pill. Like, how, where do they think that is? Like, yeah, I think it's, I it is have, not an L-shaped pill. I think <laughs> I would have to see <laughs> it's two pills together in an L-shape. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those that during the the plastic wrapping of each pill, it got a little too close together, and it kind of fused. You got the funny pill. That's his origin story. Yeah. Although I do like Luigi way better than Mario, yeah. for the fact that I love green. <laughs> Luigi has personality. He can All jump these, higher. He can jump higher when he moves his little feet. He has a mansion. <laughs> he moves his little feet. Look, he has a mansion. His princess actually has personality. He's brave. Poor Daisy. He's a coward. Poor Daisy. Nah, I mean, forget Daisy. She's, she got kidnapped once. You know, Cesarshaland has just, you know, got no attention delivered to it whatsoever. Rosalina <laughs> is a Smash Brothers character now. Daisy, not even. She's just. She's just Daisy. Wait till uh, Mario Kart Strikers or some other form of fashion of sports team come out. We're kind of waiting for Cesarsha Land to sort itself out. We don't want the Mario Kingdom going to help out either side. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, like Desert land. War, not really a good thing to get involved in. <laughs> That's why she's always hanging out with them playing tennis. She doesn't care. Oh, maybe maybe she's a, she's a political refugee. In the Mushroom know. Kingdom. <laughs> and it's kind of that's how it seemed at the end of the Mario movie. <laughs> oh, my childhood. Right in the childhood glitch. Oh. I, I kind of aim right for it and uh, right there. I'm, I'm certainly mentioned this before on, on, on another show, but I just want to give it any attention it can get. There, I, does anybody know that the, the screenwriters of the, um, the Mario film uh, have an a ongoing sequel? 
webcomic right now. Yes, <laughs> no. I, I do remember uh, that. Yeah, that, that that, that's a thing. A thing. Uh, it's <laughs> it's cool. I, I thought we the movie was fun. We need to post a link of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> link, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, link we, at the bottom. Does it still uh, have John Leguizamo in it? <laughs> yeah, you know, well, as far as they can get away from the you know rights to his face, it, yeah. it looks enough like him. <laughs> this Kim comic has John Leguizamo with, in it. With far less alcohol imbibed by both of them on the set. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they were pickled during that filming. Oh, yeah. God. You don't have to worry about anybody being run over between panels and everything like that, so. <laughs> All right. What? So next What's up next? Is, uh, was Actually, was there anything else from Nintendo Direct that was, like, super important besides um, Yoshi's Island? Uh, like, the well, Nintendo uh, Retro thing. Uh, there's a there's a thing I haven't tried out called NES Retro that's uh, a download available on Wii right now where they remix NES games with different attributes and different characters. Uh, huh. like, kind of like the Super Mario crossover they did. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And so if, if you like modded games that you play on Flash and want them to be officially licensed, <laughs> Nintendo has taken care of you. Um, yeah. and the now. new Donkey Kong Country looks really cool. Uh, yeah. uh, it's kind of a pun because the whole island is covered in ice because they're attacked by Vikings. Boom. But it looks yeah, good. Boom. <laughs> the only yeah. thing that I think Nintendo should do is they should release a downloadable Game Genie. Especially in game Contra. When you're running through Contra and nothing was shooting at you. She's like, how do I even die? <laughs> Take that, Aiden. Contra will find a way. <laughs> Contra always finds a way. <laughs> that presents a very interesting legal quandary, releasing a game, an official game genie, because then it's, a, it's an official license to violate the code for third-party games. Because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Nintendo doesn't do third-party stuff at all. Dylan, you mentioned to us there is a Dark Souls cafe. Yeah, for, for me and the one other person that listens to this that likes Dark Souls, uh, <laughs> they're making a Dark Souls cafe in, I think, Tokyo. Um, wherever the Capcom cafe is, I believe it's near there. Do, do you have to, like, go through the cafe to find where to make your own food <laughs> and the employees are just paid to attack you? No, what I was wondering is if you could buy a cracked eye orb, which would allow you to just smack a customer's drink out of their hands. Because <laughs> for, the, for those who don't get that, uh, that item in game allows you to invade another player's world. But, um... <laughs> They they just have like uh, special themed drinks like the Estus flask which uh, replenishes your health. They have soul arrows. You can eat large mushroom monster meat. I think is one of the items there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are a couple more things on the menu, but um, you can also submit your own recipes based on items and uh, the world of I think it's called Lordran. Yeah. How That's easy awesome. is it to <laughs> die in there? In that in cafe? the in, in the cafe in the cafe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Given that you're just, relying on other people's recipes, I'd say pretty high. Yeah, they just oh. have like you know they should have level capped areas, like, <laughs> like the back corners for people that are of high level, and the, the front <laughs> of the room is for the lower newbies. I was <laughs> thinking that a cool feature would be that you could quote unquote drop us like a soul where you have the hints at each table when you leave so like people would be sitting in there they would finish their drink and then they would leave leave a note on the table for the next person who sits at that table no that's how you uh, hit on girls there is you leave your phone number written on the ground <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was for the recipe exchange was I wrong <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it might be possible now to spend a week-long trip in Japan. I say Tokyo specifically, 
and never eat at any place that wasn't a themed restaurant. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. With that, it's time to move on to some strange news. Hooray! We got a couple. <laughs> so first up in strange news, we have a uh, story of a Japanese man who was arrested in America. Uh, he, I think it was at a restaurant or something, but he, he was paying for what he had bought. And his credit card was... Um, it had anime characters on them. Specifically Idol Master. Yeah. And the pe- the people at the restaurant thought it was... A f- like, they were- he was deliberately giving them a fake card. And they just called the police on him and he was arrested. <laughs> no one decided to check the card? No, I know. It's Not like, going to swipe this. Arrest him. Yeah, it, it, it was I don't the strangest him. story. Because, I mean, like, the, the cops, you know, arrested him on the spot. They brought him to the station. I mean, like, he was cleared of all charges after that point. <laughs> like, like so no station, one asked... Have you checked the card? Yeah. I mean, like, we have we have pictures on our own credit cards here all the time. I mean, it's it's basically the same thing as having Mickey Mouse on any, any credit card here. Yeah, this, ain't one of them God, this ain't a football team I know. This is some, this is some bullshit. Where was he? Do, do you know where he was? No, it, um, any news story Texas. that I read, it didn't. It didn't have the uh, the name of where they he was. They probably didn't like want to give the name of wherever he was because that would probably be some pretty bad backlash on. I'm guessing part. the phrase "I reckon" is used quite often there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say Texas because Texas is, is civilized. Air quotes. Enough. Oh yeah, he, he probably would have been just killed on the spot. <laughs> no, he still would have. He might have been okay. Texas, have, been, Tony, you, have, you, have you only been to Austin? Texas is a large and volatile place yes, in many is. parts. Yeah, I think you guys this are thinking of like South Carolina or something. I know a glitch. Glitch? Hey. <laughs> I can't deny that. <laughs> so uh, next up in strange news, there is a game that has been released on the internet that is called 9.03M, which is a – it's not a simulator per se – but it it's focused on the 2011 Japanese tsunamis, and it's a game that you can buy. You get you buy it. It's not free, and you can uh, play oh, you it. Are you tsunami? Or the, 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 I mean, the 9.03, I guess, is the Richter measurement. Yeah, like yeah, the, M would mean magnitude. I'm magnitude. Guessing. Yeah, that's a magnitude. But you you buy it and you play it and I guess you can you can beat the game in just a really short amount of time. But you're on a <laughs> the game takes place. <laughs> You've only got so much time before the tsunami hits. I guess. <laughs> yeah. On a, it, it takes place on a San Francisco shoreline and you you're following just shadows of dead people to objects that you need to collect. And then when the game ends, so like regular San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> no, I just I picture I picture this game where you're sitting there as a, on the San Francisco shoreline, just kind of looking off into the distance, going, "Damn, Japan's fucked." Yeah, <laughs> I'm thirsty too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is going like so bad. This is like, just... no worse than the people who sat to them who thought to themselves. Hmm. What? Let's develop a game. How what game should we make? They've they've branded it as quote an art slash empathy game. <laughs> do, these, do the proceeds at least go to a benefit? So but does this is, yeah. the tsunami but, hit San Francisco or does it hit Japan? No, I don't know. I guess I guess I, there. I, I would assume that San Francisco got some sort of like they got the they got the uh, aftershock or whatever from from some of the tsunami. I would I would imagine um, mm. because they're, they're the next closest thing. Yeah, but Glitch, to answer your question, yes, anybody who buys the game, I, I suppose that 
either part or all of the profits from the game go to a charity, which which covers this you, which is helps out. This cycle of wrong. It is uh, <laughs> it, yeah. half, half the proceeds, and it goes to aid for Japan. There we go. But uh, which I, helps children who lost their parents. Yeah, huh. which is which is somewhat of a redeeming quality. Which I mean, you could do that for any game. Did you really have to make like a tragedy game in order to <laughs> to do that? It's kind of boggles my mind. Yeah, we'll help you raise money for your tragedy by helping you relive the tragedy. <laughs> yeah, little right? find mommy and daddy. Uh-oh, they're uh, floating. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's... Uh, if you, you, they, named, they named their game 9.03M. They're fucking pretentious. <laughs> like, yeah. So this, this whole empathy thing... It's maybe to help them discover empathy or something. <laughs> they may be replicants. It just seems like a real replicant move here. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, 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 no, it's, it's nowhere as classy as JFK Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to hazard a guess that they probably came up with both the story and the title while sipping a chai latte in a Starbucks somewhere. <laughs> Oh, it wouldn't be a Starbucks. It would be an obscure place you probably haven't heard of. <laughs> well, I haven't heard of it yet. Yeah, exactly. Developed out of Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, up, the John Wills Booth first-person shooter. <laughs> One level, and it's six minutes of sitting in silence? No, no. A John Wills Booth game would be cool, because you know what he did? He ran afterwards, <laughs> and he was wounded. A chain simulator? <laughs> There's an adventure there. <laughs> Why am I moving so slow? Oh, yeah, I broke the leg when I jumped. Ugh. I should have crouched, crouched and rolled. Oh, my Seriously, goodness. like, maybe it'll be a day Z mod or something. <laughs> Just day L. You name it, like the measurements. Day FK. <laughs> Man, this knoll seems grassy. <laughs> a car's coming. Uh-oh. Where's my buddy? Where's my... Oh, you're... Tom, where are you? Got you on vent. Oh, you're in the library. A book depository, actually. Okay. (laughs) Next up in strange news, uh, we have a a story about a supposed hacker who wants to launch a satellite into space to run Bitcoin. Cap, you had more of the details on this one. I... Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. But but I didn't make notes on it, and I didn't think we were actually going to talk about it. So, um, well, it's it's to stabilize the Bitcoin platform. They're going to get a whole bunch of bottle rockets on this on this cube thing <laughs> and launch it out of their mother's backyard into space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that it'll be unhackable because they can't run a line to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was called a really set or something. What they were going to use, and supposedly this was going to be completely funded by donations through Bitcoin. Which has been completely destroyed altogether now because of uh, China. What was it? Either investing a lot or pulling out a lot. Uh, chi- uh, China blocked. Uh, yeah, they banned it. They they said it's not valid and uh, so. Blocked. Actually, um, we got there's an article series on Nerdy Show called Geek Cred, uh, written by our SciTech correspondent Jessica, and she uh, she published an article uh, about the Bitcoin backlash, where a uh, an obscure. Uh, other online currency called Dogcoin, uh, with a cute oh with a cute dog Used on it. PetSmart.com. It actually it actually went up because of the Bitcoin uh, loss. Um, huh. And uh, and, and then she proposes that if if this is the nature of it, then you can then now is the time to get in on the market and create whatever novelty coin you want and see what it does. <laughs> so uh, they kind of they kind of threw Dogcoin a bone, did they? Eh. Eh? No? Okay. Dog on it, Tony. Oh. Yes. Well, I mean, her, her proposal was a Game of Thrones related coin. Um, Dick coin? I, I, can, I can pull it up, but Your I don't sibling coin? Coinsteros. It's uh, Kaliza coin. Um, but see, the thing is, is that I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so I don't get the joke or know 
Khaleesi Khan? Yeah, Khaleesi Khan. Yeah, okay. That's a main character. Daenerys Targaryen, she's building up her army again to reclaim the throne of her father by digital currency. Exactly. Which is taking the medieval world by storm. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand how it works. Conversion isn't quite there. You wind up paying six goats when only two I've heard those terms used. And then lots of people are and then lots of people are naked. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. they they were they were bought out of house and home by not understanding the bit the by by titcoin titcoin yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is an erect nipple market today. <laughs> we do expect some fluctuation as it she is runs a little up some cold stairs. Outside, so <laughs> invest heavily in warm blankets. <laughs> And uh, that's yeah. as strange as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the actual news about the hacker and the satellite not not gonna cut it compared to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how it happens. I usually give people an idea and then we spiral out of control. That's how strange news works. Yeah, that's how most of our news Ex- works. Actually, <laughs> that's how most mm-hmm. of the show works so far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> next up, we are gonna move on to what we're watching. And with the amount of people that we have here, I think that we should try to keep it as short as possible. Um, about what, what we're actually <laughs> yeah. so many things so surprised. many things to talk about I am so surprised uh, <laughs> I'm s- slightly sarcastic uh, I'll start with uh, what I, I've been watching uh, recently what came out I'm going to talk about the Saint Onisan movie heck yeah Saint uh, Onisan is freaking awesome For you, if you guys don't know what Saint Onisan is it is an anime about Buddha and Jesus take a vacation to the human world and they vacation in Japan Sold. Yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes with that. That's that pretty good. Bala. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's 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 wicked funny. It yeah. is so funny, and it's not offensive to anybody at all. Like yeah. it's it's super mm. lighthearted. And just, some people will find a way. Yeah. Like, I'm not for interested instance, anymore. <laughs> like, there's there's really good. It's just really funny jokes, you know, about uh, like about certain things. Like, for instance, there's one part where they go vacation at a pool. Jesus can't swim, or you find out that Jesus never learned how to swim. Uh, so he's walking on the water, and so he walks he across walk the water. You know, yeah, he, he wanted. To well, that's what, that's what it said. It was talking about the part of the Bible where he was walking to Peter on the boat, and he's just like. I'll just walk to you, man. Like, I'll just walk to you. Like, 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 come on. Either that or he could have just turned all the water into wine and they could have drank it. That's one hell of a I wonder, can he walk on wine then? Would make question. would make doing like squishing the grapes very difficult because after a while he'd just be above them. This is where his story falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then like uh, there's problems where Buddha is, like whenever he gets too virtuous he starts to glow and so <laughs> and his halo his halo starts yeah. to show. And so like Jesus has to like there's one part where they're at they're at this Japanese Disney World that's called Tokyo USA Land. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> And they're watching a parade, and it's so gorgeous that Buddha gets virtuous, and he starts glowing. And so Jesus has to get him unvirtuous, and in order to do that, he sees Tinkerbell on the float, and he says, Tinkerbell's skirt is accurate to the portrayal from the film. And then they end up sitting in silence for the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... um, It's like some awkward... It's are there really, other like religious really leaders that are in the movie that pop up? The no, Shiva come uh, in? no, it's um, it's it's uh, it's just Jesus and Buddha going on hmm. vacation. So buddy, um, buddy, buddy trip. Yep, 
Yeah, it, it is. That's exactly Jesus what it Buddha's is. Jesus Buddha's body count. That, that sounds amazing <laughs> and super weird. I no, need yeah. all of this in my life right now forever. It's, it's yeah. really good. They made um they made two shorts. They made a half hour episode with two 15 minute segments. Then they made one more 15 minute segment, and then they released the movie. Uh, I've been checking out the anime The World God Only Knows, which uh, for those of you who don't know, it's about a guy who is really really good at playing dating sim games, and that's all he <laughs> likes to do. Um, and he claims to be the best at conquering, uh, con- he can conquer any woman and, and, and he gets a message on his PSP or his PFP, I should PFP. say. Um, and, uh, and somebody he, please buy one and, um, it's a PFP Vita and it says, um, and it, and it says, so you can conquer any woman. And he says, yes. And then all of a sudden a demon from hell shows up in front of him and says, good, you have to ca- recapture all the lost souls that escaped from hell. And he says, what does this have to do with video games? <laughs> and she says, oh, nothing. It has to do with real girls. I thought you could conquer women, kind of a thing. Because the lost souls from hell lock themselves in the, heart, in the hearts of people. Females. And, and, uh, in hearts of females. <laughs> and oh. so the only way to Best get them out... <laughs> the only way to get them out... <laughs> Is by re- making replacing something in their heart with the demon, so he has to make them fall in love with him to get the demon back out. And it's it's wicked funny. Oh. I, I, I'm oh really enjoying God. it. Give this demon my number. He mastered women in the virtual world. Now let's see how he handles women in the real world. I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Getting slapped a few times, water in the face. All of a sudden, he starts to do well. Yeah, like this works so well in the game. <laughs> So yeah, um, so if you like the harem genre and comedy and uh, cute, cute anime girls, it's good. I I, I very much enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I, I, on the subject of dating sims, it seems like as good a time as any to mention this. We haven't had a chance to mention it on any show anywhere yet. Uh, any anybody world heard of, exclusive? Uh, not not really. Anybody heard of uh, Namco High? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Sounds um, I have, Wait. but I I don't know much no. about it. I've just heard okay. about it. Namco High is a, is a free-to-play online dating simulator. Um, the creative head of it is uh, Andrew Hussey, the guy behind Homestuck. Oh, gosh. And, um, <laughs> and oh. among the writing staff is uh, Ryan North, um, who does that webcomic about dinosaurs and also writes the Adventure Time comic, and uh, our very own Brian Clevenger. Say what? Um, I, I don't... I don't know how public Brian's been about that. He his, his bio, his, his so you just bio is him? Um, uh, I, well, not yes and no. Now no, he, he has it on nuclearpower.com. Okay, so it's, okay, so it's out there. Anyway, it's a uh, it's weird. You you play as um, one of the Katamari cousins uh, going to a new school <laughs> where there's a just menagerie of obscure Namco characters, uh, <laughs> including the ship from Galaga. Um, <laughs> I haven't asked him, but I'm pretty sure Brian's responsible for writing because it's like all in caps and really preposterous, everything that it says. And then, like, it's a girl also. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, Dr. Galagasaur. Well, that makes sense. Ships are girls, so. <laughs> the whole, I, I, honestly, I couldn't, I played it for a little while, tried to get the hang of it. It was, it was way too slow for me. I didn't have the, the temperament for it. Um, but uh, important it's, question. Yes, can you date Mrs. Pac-Man? <laughs> I haven't seen her yet, but certainly she's there, right? She might be the headmaster in Namco. Like, mm. it's it goes so deep into like the Namco canon of stuff. I I barely recognized anybody. It was kind of it was interesting <laughs> seeing seeing them all. Like, play, there's, there's like a dude called Al B. Tross with like no shirt oh, on, <laughs> and uh, like the guy who runs detention is from that fighting one of those fighting games. I can't wait. Was it? Is, I don't. Te- what, what's what's Namco's fighting? Is it Tekken? Is Tekken. Tekken 
Yeah. Tekken. Okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was Tekken for sure. It's a dude with a jaguar for a head. Oh, or, it's um, or something. King. 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 Yeah, King. Yeah, he he runs the tension. Um, and uh, like Mr. Driller's there. Uh, Is Kuma there? Which one's Kuma? The big bear. bear. <laughs> the big bear. Eventually, they did. They did mention. Um, there was a joke uh, about like I fought a dinosaur and a panda and <laughs> and all the weird ass Tekken characters. Secret characters. Yeah. yeah. I fought a bunch of wood. Then it had like <laughs> chains. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's worth it's worth checking out. Personally, it was too slow for me, but um, maybe that's the pace of a dating simulator. I'm yeah, not really I was, sure. I was just about to say, have you ever played a real dating sim? No, like, no, like a, like I a, have a, not. Like a real one, because I have. Because <laughs> hey, I have, and yes, uh, it takes hours to it, do anything. Literally, um, one dating sim can take up to hundred. Mm, no, maybe no, no, no. Uh, maybe like between five and six hours to complete once, and then and then huh. once. You, but there's like hundreds of hours because, like, depending on how many girls you, there are in the game, you can play for. Hours, yeah, yeah. Oh, it has, it has replayability, uh, like with like, <laughs> like as many endings as you can imagine. Like Any broad-shouldered women. I just, well, I, I picture it teaching people how to date the same way the Dance Dance Revolution teaches people how to dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, uh, if, if that's the case about how long it takes, and all the people who are in detention with you when you start the game are accurate to how many you know sets of plot threads there are. Uh, it's a very long game. <laughs> it, I mean, there's like, the list is like maybe 20 people. Can we um, turn it into a drinking game somehow? A very long drinking game? You have to drink in moderation sure. to get anywhere. Uh, can it be done? I don't know. Anyway, it's out there, Namco High. If you like dating sims, why the hell not try it? Hmm. Or if you link, like in the, link in the description, man. We have a lot of links to keep track of this episode. <laughs> just, just, so, just so you know, uh, there is like a dating sim for everyone. Like they've literally made a dating sim of every genre. So if you find one dating sim that you don't like, don't lump it in there because you'll. Where's my midget really hint dating oh, sim? Oh god! <laughs> What'd you say? He said midget hentai dating sim. Oh, still Glitch. waiting on the people. Well, hey, uh, we got. We actually. This will come up in our next thing in fan service. But one of our fans did ask us that in um, in La Blue Girl there is a dwarf ninja. Does that count? Like a like a dwarf. Like how dwarf? Is she just like a mini person or like like a dwarf? Like elves, dwarfs. Goblins. No, no, that does not count. <laughs> he wants to see some willow porn, is what he said. Exactly. Not and send him in. Send it in, please. <laughs> I've been asking this for like we're how many episodes, guys? We're You've still the endorsement of the producers yeah. of Nerdy Show. We're still <laughs> accepting submissions for willow uh, fanfic pornography. Barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> just, just <laughs> working <out> title. I <laughs> <laughs> like requested hentai midget porn and fan service. Well, you did like get a eight. response glitch. <laughs> we, Who's uh, watching what now? Yeah, oh, did, yeah. Uh, did you guys watch anything at all? Or did, did you I do your homework assignment all, for this episode? I rewatched all of Cowboy Bebop. And, um, Good. I also watched the first episode of the that, um, what's it? The Gundam Build Fighter? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gundam Build have, Fighters. Have you watched any of Attack on Titan yet? I watched the first episode, and I didn't really like it. I could. I, I know I should give it more... Episodes before I make a final rule decision. Rule of three, man. Rule I, of three. Well, yeah, I've got yeah. stuff Oh, to not do. for Attack on Titan for rule of three, because episode three is the, hey, I can't use the 3D maneuver thing. Oh, you suck, Aaron. And it's like, oh, your 3D maneuver thing was bro- or was broken the whole time. That I can't use the 3D maneuver. It was. I actually did enjoy that episode, but that was the rule <laughs> of three. 
So. It takes don't five watch episodes it, but it was a good one. Don't watch it. <laughs> I liked it, it, but don't watch it. It takes five episodes for them to even see a Titan. Minus episode one. Minus episode you one. Episode like, one. Yeah, but I mean, wow. like, even still, you, I definitely you, wouldn't enjoy that. <laughs> you you watch? You, I mean, you watch a show called Attack on Titan. The first episode has has that, and then you have to wait five more episodes before you get to see that again. I mean, it doesn't really. Come on. I still no. like the gradu- after graduation where Jaeger's on the wall. We're finally doing it. We can beat them guys. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually, um, I, I really do enjoy Attack on Titan as a series. Um, it ju- I just thought it was the first half, like the first 13 episodes. It really was kind of slow going and they really wasted a lot of your time. And then, the after, and then after that, it I was, think we're going to talk about this on a later episode. We are. We are. We're going to talk about this later. So that's what I've been watching. <laughs> I have been watching the new Ninja Turtle series. That's a very good series. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> it's I marvelous. Can, I can honestly say it's probably the best Ninja Turtle series on cartoons I've seen ever. Well, have you seen wow. the 2003 series? Yes. I stand behind the 2003 I series being it. stronger. I like it, but it's more of a, for if you're a teen, adult kind of thing to see random shit happen. <laughs> but the newer series, I just like the fact that it's, I've gone on this multiple times before where... They're actually teenage mutant ninja turtles, where they go through teenagers. It is it is some of the best scripting for the actual turtle characters ever. That's that is one hundred percent true, and the voice cast is impeccable. Greg, Greg Sipes is, as Michelangelo is just he's too perfect. He's <laughs> too perfect. Yep, and Mike, he's, he's a perpetual teen. Yeah, yeah. the last episode, Slash and Destroy, which Slash is one of my favorite characters. They did him so well, and also what I've said before is each turtle is so distinct in how they look because in the episode like. You see Donatello and Michelangelo without their mask. Mm-hmm. You can tell who's who. Right. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. not a frequent occurrence. I, I, I love, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm all for the new Ninja Turtles series. There, there are some things I wish were stronger. Um, I feel like the, the Utrams in general are not a particularly strong villain. They're, they're just, they're, they're like, comical. They're, one, they're like a one-note thing. Even though they're, they're quite, they're pro- the problem they present is quite complex. They're actual essence is very simple they are the crank which are the crank so um there that and i i I like i like the uh karai splinter shredder thing i think that's really strong i think april as a teenager is really strong i wish mutagen was better fleshed out as to like what it did exactly i mean it's kind of like just a macguffin for the rest of the yeah which is it's not different from how it's been in the past (laughs) um but i think it would be say more interesting if it had sort of a, a rhythm to it um, because it's all it is. It is way too convenient. Like, uh, like the creation of Slash, for example. Slash is a really awesome character. Mm-hmm. Um, conveniently, uh, the turtle's pet turtle yeah, turns like, into a turtle as sentient as they are, though a bit deranged. Whereas <laughs> April's dad gets uh, turned Ding into bat. Wingnut. Wingnut, yeah. And uh, and he's just fucking brain fried, like you know, crazy mutant animal. And, um, and mutagen man, and the, where... yeah. Was just about to bring him up. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the I'm the ultimate fanboy. Now I'm a gelatinous cloud that's going to eat all of you." What I do Enjoy like, it. I, I think that the staff that's making the, the show is really um, is really intuitive and is doing this like the right way. They're saying, "Okay, we have free reign to do what we want with the franchise, so we'll explore it in all the fun ways. We'll take stuff we remember, huh. like Mutagen Man. You know, Mutagen Man was an action figure that had a single episode appearance just to make an app, an action figure tie-in in the original show, and they said, "This is so cool. Let's give it some limelight." And they extended that plot over like. A ton of episodes just getting to the point where Mutagen Man is created from a character you already know. Like, that's really cool. That it couldn't oh. stand, for God's sake, I couldn't stand him. Oh, the, the pulverizer? Yeah, the pulverizer. <laughs> I, I guess something against st- fanboys there, Glitch. 
I had this thought. I'm a fanboy. I can go. <laughs> I had this thought. You know how there's Razar in the in the show now? That I, was weird. Yeah, like Dog Pound became Razar. I wonder will Slash become Toka? Tokar because he's a turtle. Makes as much sense as anything. I, I guess, and like the, the <laughs> if this happens, I am making this prediction now. Slash has become Toga. Okay, we got it. That glitch, glitch. Twenty fourteen uh, prediction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Toga Razor, twenty fourteen. <laughs> this is this is cool. Glitch actually has finally has somebody to speculate about Ninja Turtles with on about our damn podcast. <laughs> Call me. Though <laughs> <laughs> we'll no, I'm kind of curious as to how many fans are going to be like. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I feel like Ninja Turtles is a is a reasonable crossover for American I, anime. Fans. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Especially since I, the guy's last series was Teen Titans, which was kind of the last American. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I guess, Finish yeah. that thought, Tony. What were you saying? <laughs> no, I was just saying that Teen Titans was another attempt to kind of bridge the anime and okay. American cartoon gap, and it yeah, was directed we, by the same guy. Now we can't, we can't stop talking about it enough. Um, Space Dandy, which comes out in January, is. Being released in, in yeah, on Go Adult ahead. Swim is premiering in January. It's being released in English before Japan gets it. So we are getting a premiere anime before anybody else in the world. That's which is huge, and it's it's it, not even like some kind of backwoods anime either. Yeah. It's not like oh yeah, we're just, we're, we're getting this one. No, this is Shinichiro Watanabe and Bones yeah. and Bones. Yeah. So yeah. this is big. it's anime royalty. Uh, so yeah, this is the definitely the beginning of bridging the gap. Uh, yeah, wonderful. That, that's super cool. Yeah, I've been I've been watching like that trailer a lot, almost <laughs> to the point where it's an anime. And then just kind of rewatching Outlaw Star. I love that series. It's a good one, yeah. I, I love that Outlaw series. Outlaw Star is freaking mm-hmm. awesome. So what have you guys been watching? Well, Outlaw Star, and honestly, a lot of American <laughs> cartoons. More than anything, it's been a pretty good crop of American cartoons this year. Gravity Falls was amazing as it was running. Well, uh, well let's narrow it down. Last month, this okay. last, this most recent month, a Steven Universe and Wander Over Yonder. Okay. Steven Universe, really? I, I, how is that? Steven Universe is excellent. It is starkly different from the leaked pilot. Yeah, but didn't, didn't you guys uh, check out the pilot for Steven Universe? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I saw it. So it's very, the art style is very different. I prefer the original, but if I saw this, if I hadn't seen that, this new one would be fine. Nothing wrong with it. Equally strong story. None of the, none of the, the episodes deal with some heavy stuff, but mm-hmm. they deal with it in kind of a lighthearted way. Every episode feels good. Um, and Steven's just an appealing character. I, I have another question. It, this is also not anime-related at all, um, but probably very nerdy show-related. Um, sure. Have you guys been watching Rick and Morty? No. The um, adult swim show? I, I, I wanted to. I've, it actually has ads in a lot of comics, um, but I completely missed it's, when it aired. It is one of the funniest adult swim shows I have ever seen. Yeah. Have you guys... That's you, you, do you guys deal, like Community? Okay. Yes. Yes. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's written by Dan Harmon and uh, one of the other guys who worked on it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> done. And you don't got to say anything else. Is it Dino Stenopopoulos? No, it's not. Um, okay. It's uh, I, I forget his name, but he plays both Rick and Morty in the show. I need this in my life, and I didn't know it until right now. Yeah, it's, so it's fantastic. That's what I'm, doing. I'm actually motivated to watch it now. It's wicked funny. It is we, so like, funny. Can we stop the show and go, like, watch that for a bit? No. Okay. And we're, and we're back. Um, <laughs> Wasn't that great? Uh, it was amazing. Steven Universe has some uh, some pretty great anime ties, actually. Yeah. Um, there's an episode called Cat Fingers. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It was... 
Uh, where uh, Stephen Stephen mm-hmm. realizes that uh, the crystal gems have the ability to um, morph themselves and uh, into animals or whatever. Um, and he, of course, is exploring his powers. He doesn't know if he can do it or not. He realizes he can turn his fingers into cats. Uh, this power to turn random object parts of his body into cats goes wildly out of control. And at the end, we see a scene that is sh- a shot-for-shot recreation of Tetsuo, um, like, <laughs> having his body turned into a big super baby. But it's like, it's Steven, like, and it, it's it's a terrifying scene to watch, just as much as it is in Akira, except that every all the parts are cute, it, but it's still, it's still very disturbing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Steven, cognitive dissonance at its finest. Writhing around like a big, multi-cat-faced tumor. Like, wow. Man. Wow. I actually saw that as a gift set on Tumblr, and it, it got that's me actually, rather interested in it. So, yeah. That's how I knew there was a new episode to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that gift set. It was like, oh, I, best, I, I guess I got to go check that out. Oh and then just to, rat, the, to tie back to the other one I was watching, Wander Over Yonder, anybody else seen or heard of it? No. I don't even no. think I've heard of that. Uh, another Disney Channel show that's kind of kicking ass, and it's created by Craig McCracken, who did Foster's Home and uh, Powerpuff Girls. Oh, sweet. And yeah, it's, um, it's just, it's good fun. I recommend yeah. it. And then one, la- one other thing in, in closing from me anyway is, did anybody else see the news that Samurai Jack is coming back to television? Yes. Oh, 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 hold on. Samurai Jack only recently came back to comics, and it's been great so far and 100% authorized, but you're telling me that Samurai Jack is returning to television, Tony. It is, it is not being continued, but it is returning to primetime television. It had originally it has been available on Boomerang, which, as we know, is a premium channel that everybody yeah. gets it. But Cartoon Network is bringing it back as part of the Toonami block. That is Ooh. such good news. So the oh. same series is just coming back. Yeah, same oh. series is coming back, but... But not all of it's on Netflix, so that's good. Exactly. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the, a lot of the fourth season, the show got canceled pretty quick after the fourth season aired. And the fourth season was aired in such a weird way. It was almost the Wiseman curse where it was getting moved around in time slots and two or three episodes would air. And then the series would get, yeah. you know, like a three-week mm-hmm. gap. And eventually it, it got Young Justice before Young Justice was <laughs> oh. a verb. <laughs> I don't think we need to get into that oh, right now. Salt, Tony. Let's, salt. Um, More salt. Give me some lemon too. <laughs> let's, right. uh, let's, let's not talk about that, please. We, su- <laughs> we all suffer the same. We suffer together. Maybe they're trying to like kind of test the waters a little bit and continue the fourth season, if possible, if it goes well in ratings. Well, yeah, Tartakovsky's, Tartakovsky's plan, from what because I am, I am so obsessed with this series, is eventually to do a movie that wraps it all up. Oh, hmm. heck yeah. That would be freaking awesome. And especially with as successful as he's been as a director for Sony... There is a possibility of that. What is his follow-up to Hotel Transylvania? I haven't seen anything. Yet. <laughs> I'll be honest. But but Hotel Transylvania. Really cool. Cool. I, I haven't seen it. I didn't really want to, except I, for him being attached to it. I watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. There was a lot of his. There's a lot of Gendy in the movie. He actually went to a lot of the animators and said, "You know, you're not doing enough squash and stretch. We need to do more squash and stretch here." And it feels <laughs> like a squash and stretch cartoon. That's what it does in with 3D form. Hmm. It's an Adam Sandler. It's a modern Adam Sandler movie that I can watch. <laughs> I actually really, myself. I really did want to watch uh, Hotel Transylvania. I, I actually did have a legitimate interest in watching that. <laughs> I do have one thing to say about the movie, though. If it comes out, if Phil Lamar's not doing the voice, fuck it. So that was still a part of what we're watching. I don't know if you guys remember what we were talking about before. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, anybody got anything else that they want to add? I, 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 I did not do a what we're watching. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will make it quick though. Um, I, will, I will keep it exclusively to animation-related or anime-affiliated things. Um, 
And I guess I'll just say this, um, because I only re- I recently watched the television special for the Aquabat Super Show. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> talked about Aquabat Super Show on Wicked Anime. Um, has anybody seen it? We haven't no. talked, we have, haven't talked have. about the Aquabat Super Show on Wicked Anime. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Anime, but I love everything about that oh, show. Oh, yeah, no, uh, Jonathan and I um, have everything Aquabats. We okay. have, we literally have, we have the first season on DVD as well. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I, I've loved the Aquabats for a long time. I'm an Aqua Cadet. Like, I got the, I got the membership card. It's all legit. It's all above board. Uh, I can check my references. Um, uh, but uh, that aside, anybody who like grew up loving Power Rangers or that whole like Americanized uh, giant monster Voltron suit kind of set. Sentai. Yeah. So the, the, any Sentai-ish thing, Aquabats is the ultimate evolution of it. I personally feel, um, yep. you know, they're, they're for the children of the nineties. <laughs> yeah. If, if you, if you were a child of the nineties, then you should either watch this yourself or plop your kids down in front of it because Aquabat super piece. show is fucking amazing. Like yeah, the, everything is, uh, uh, possible with the, the new world of special effects that like, you know, what can be done on a low budget. They take full advantage of like really creative mon- monsters. Ex- like the, com- the humor actually works, whereas like you know Power Rangers it never did. Um, <laughs> it wasn't intentional to begin with. <laughs> right, it's funny for all another reason. Like yeah. it, it's a sharp show. It has um, like it's really well shot. There's original musical numbers in every episode. But like I mean, the Christmas special was. About the Holocaust for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's a holiday Holocaust. The, it's phonetically similar. They, Very they, Merry Christmas. The Aquabats are on their way to, to do a tree lighting ceremony, and they take a detour and end up in this town uh, where everybody sh- um, shrinks at the word Christmas, and uh, then oh, eventually uh, they start screaming and, um, and, and form a mob uh, because Christmas has been outlawed there by Krampus. Um, who's who's occupied the town? Um, they take refuge with a guy who secretly celebrates Christmas in a basement. Um, <laughs> it's wow. it's very somewhat reminiscent of the scene from um, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I was just about uh, to say, yeah. And um, there's there are these like the Kr- Krampus has this like Nazi guards. They're like SS dudes. Like oh, I mean, they're missing C-C. swastikas, but you know, like they're and then uh, then Santa and Krampus get in a fist fight, and it was and the, like the whole moral of the story is children should still be punished for being bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that Krampus's wow. job, though. So okay, but exactly. Well, but that's that's the thing. 
Because uh, now Christmas is all about rewarding everybody. Yeah. And so Krampus is mad about that, which is why he enslaved the town. <laughs> wow, that's well written. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, the Santa yeah, we, spanked the Krampus. Yeah. Uh, like, I think that, literally I'm spanked. pretty sure that happened. But there, there was spanking. Um, Krampus. Well, uh, yeah, we have that episode DVR, so we're gonna check that out before. Uh, uh, sorry, before guys. Spoiler alert. No, no, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's not like there's some deep philosophical revelation yeah, that you yeah, have now ruined. I mean, like you, you, you watch the Aquabats to see the Aquabats do whatever they do. It doesn't matter if, whether or not you know what's gonna happen. Uh, I question: Is the what you're watching place a point to talk about a manga, or is that another time during? Yeah. Go for it. Go right ahead. Okay, this is not a manga I've read. This is a manga I flipped through. A friend of mine got this for Christmas, and I felt like this is the appropriate time to mention it. It's called A Centaur's Life by uh, Kei Murayama. Um, Okay. And it's like... It's a it's, it's a, a slice of life. It's a slice of life school <laughs> oh, of course. school comedy thing, right? Okay, so I'm flipping through it and I see this page. Uh, it's a two two panel page. Uh, one panel is uh, the girls looking at a, like it's on a field trip or something. Uh, actually, it's a monster school. Uh, there's a centaur, there's a fawn, and some other kind of creature. It, it's all they're like the the mythological equivalent of cat girls, you know, mostly human features. <laughs> um, uh, and and so they see this they, one panel. They see this cow. They're like on a farm field trip or something. The cow. Uh, is back back facing them. Then the cow lifts its tail, and they're all like, "Ah, you know, uh, cow sex organs, right?" Um, uh-huh. So so then they turn to the centaur girl, and they're like, "Does does yours look like that?" And this weird scene then unfolds where it, this comic, which is like, there's some breasts later on, but like it's not 100 percent erotic. But there's the girls make this pact to like show each other their bits, and then. And it, oh, it's like a D club, a bit pack, and and then like the and the, the centaur girl doesn't know what hers looked like because she's a centaur and she can't see back there, <laughs> <laughs> and and she wears I, I, she wears pants I might add like which <laughs> I, I have seen the way this looks a horse wearing pants is one of the weirdest fuck and they're like knee high so you still have the lower part and the hoof exposed she's showing a lot of skin frankly it, her parents would be angry it's a re- so i was I, I was reading this scene where they're all like looking at each other's vaginas except that it's completely not explicit at all it's actually rather like innocent and kind of like weirdly real um <laughs> <laughs> and they take a cell phone picture of the centaur girl of her of her vagina oh, to, show, to show her and it's like it's 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 a it was really bizarre to me because like one i haven't read manga in a long, long, long time. And <laughs> hey, start and, back, Cap. And, and, <laughs> is this and, what they're all like and, now? I was, like, I was like, is this is this a thing? Is it like I'm I'm used to like something being like just extremely explicit or really not shying away from it? Not a middle ground like this where it's weirdly innocent yet also has sexual content. And then all, whoever wrote this, um, okay, Muriyama, uh, he or she got really involved in how a centaur would work in a modern society where centaurs <laughs> use toilets and wear pants. Yeah. So there's like a diagram later and a scene that's, I suppose, I don't know if having a young female character makes it a lolicon scene or not, but <laughs> that happened. Uh, and they have a diagram of her using the toilet. I don't know. Anyway, this is out there. It was super weird. I wanted to share the super weird book. Where was this during uh, Strange <laughs> News? Oh, yeah. here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, you're... The your your perplexion about uh, about whether or not it's supposed to be erotic or not is is justified because it's it's kind of seemed like a new trend that has has been more prominent nowadays. It's a subgenre called Monster Girl. Yeah, um, Monster Girls have become really huh. popular within the past year. 
um, in in Japan as far as like uh, moes go. Yep. Um, but um, also in in sort of a way where you're talking about uh, where it's like it's it's erotic, but in, or not erotic, but it's innocent kind of a thing. Um, that's just what they do. Um, that's just how Japanese write stories where it's like, uh, cause they don't, I mean, yes, they have, you know, hentai and all that kind of weird stuff, but in normal stories, there's just like boobs everywhere and they don't care kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, I grew up reading Rama one half, like that was the thing that I, right. that I did. And so I, I was like kind of used to it, but Rama was, it was always uh, centered around the, the whole like, well, Akane screaming pervert and hitting somebody. Basically that was the entire <laughs> book. So... <laughs> Uh, so I, I wasn't I wasn't used to I don't know everybody being I don't know, agreeable about it. and the, the weird how the weird sort of pseudo realism of all yeah. of it was very strange. I can yeah, there's some, now what the hell? there's there's a lot of really weird mangas out there. There that that's just basically what it comes down to. You kind of have to do some digging, but you found one. <laughs> just laid out on the table, yeah. John, like Andrew. a horse head in a bed. Ew. Speaking of manga and weird. Something happened to me when I read my usual mangas Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's all it's natural glitch. <laughs> I actually enjoyed a chapter of Bleach. Oh wow! There we go. <laughs> I was actually interested in what happened. Well, Renji's back. I cared a little bit about Bleach, and I want to know what happens in the next chapter. <laughs> I haven't felt that way for years. Me either. That's why I don't that's read pretty, it anymore. I'm surprised. That's some the, pretty good news. What what chapter is that glitch? Nine thousand nine hundred ninety. <laughs> it's the very it's the newest chapter out, but it's like I was in shock after I read it because I wanted to know what happened. Just because you heard but, you heard it here first, guys. New new chapter of uh, new chapter of Bleach. It, it, it's compelling caring. storytelling. <laughs> yeah, because it, basically it makes you care. You can finally pick it up again, guys. Like for most people who've read Bleach all the way through, it's become this point where. It's like a triathlon where you see the finish line. So it's like, <laughs> I see it. I want to get there. I've been running and doing all this shit for so long. I might as well just crawl across the finish line if I can. Is there a real promise of a finish line? There has been promises. Well, I'm, I'm just going to point <laughs> out coming. that I, I stopped reading when I first saw the promise of a finish line. And again, that was years ago. <laughs> years. Glitch. I know. I know. <laughs> to me, this sounds like those uh, those new levels in uh, Mario uh, 3D Land, where the flag post like flies away from you as you're or trying to jump a, on a it. series of ghosts. <laughs> Have you? Are, can you see the goal posts? Are there two men holding either side, running a lot faster than you? <laughs> They're not running. I'm just crawling, trying hard to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thanks, Glitch. That was actually that was pretty informative. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Something informative um, from Glitch. I guess. Oh. I guess I guess because we're on the topic of uh, manga, I too recently, and when I say recently, I mean last night, found one at Barnes & Noble that they just started releasing called uh, Love in Hell. I basically saw it on the shelf. It was volume one. It's the only one they've released so far. And I was like, I've never even heard of this. I picked it up, started thumbing through it. I was like, yeah, this is weird. And I put it back. Um, so I went online to uh, just an online reader, and apparently it's done in Japan. It's only three volumes long, and I read it all in one night, and it was freaking weird. Um, so basically, <laughs> like this guy, this guy goes to hell, and he has amnesia, and uh, but he's only on like the top layer of hell, where uh, where basically you can atone for your sins. Like you, like people who who go to hell in the top level. 
Like, that your sins aren't that bad. So, basically, the way you pay for your sins is how much you get punished. But, like, if you do, like, a painless punishment, like, you get your head smashed off and then you regenerate, you don't feel that pain. So, you only get, like, like, like nothing for for that. Like, you have to feel pain, like, getting your skin ripped off and stuff like that. Um, so, it's... And it's it's this weird, 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 weird story where he gets a new demon or a new devil to torture him. Like this is it's um, her her first sinner, and she's like the seventeen year old <laughs> tiny petite girl. That's what the, that's what should be called. Her sinner. first sinner. And um, and, uh, and basically, oh, like it follows like all the different devils uh, like that surround this 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 one this young new devil and and her first sinner um and it's it's definitely like got like eroticism in it like you can definitely tell that that's like one of the things they were going for but you can also tell that they were trying to be funny in places but a lot of the humor comes across as incredibly creepy because it has a lot to do with like maiming people and like brutally disgustingly like tearing them to shreds sounds like my kind of manga it's um. It was in, it was an interesting read. It was definitely an interesting read. And then um. But it's all out on online. Like it's completely released. They finished the story. It has an ending. Um. It took me like two hours to read the whole thing. Uh, it's called Love and Hell. Check it out. It, I I I, st- I I didn't really laugh at any of the comedy parts, but I still re- I still re- I still read the whole thing because it was, it was interesting. We've already got quite a jam-packed episode here, yeah. but we still got a little bit ways to go. It's New Year's. That's, we, that, it, the, it's the New flag Year's. We can just talk moved about again. <laughs> Had my hopes up. Call back. Oh yeah. Yep. So it's time to uh, talk about our Tabagachi for the night. We finally made it to the Tabagachi. Oh which yeah, we, that thing. Which we actually have started covering far in advance. We're going to finally talk about fan service. Which because surprisingly, we've never talked about it on the show. We've we've mentioned it on this show before, but we've never had a tapagachi about fan service. And this is oh, one of the boy. things that kind of makes anime run. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. it's it's in essentially all of them. It definitely greases the wheels. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's something that has actually become so prominent now in anime <laughs> that people are getting tired of it. Like people when they God, see a yes. fan. Like when they see a fan service show, they're they're like, I I don't even want to watch it anymore. Well, no, 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 no. Granted, when there are genres of of shows that are the genre is fan service, yeah. where like literally the main purpose and point of them creating that anime and or manga was fan service, just to tickle your loins. Yeah, just to tickle your loins. <laughs> Isn't um, that just uh, etchy? <laughs> um, that, yeah, it is like etchy romance. Uh, that was my understanding. Was it was like sexual, but there's no like penetration. Se- yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Um, but uh, but then of course you have your regular anime where it just happens to have fan service in it. Uh, there, so there's like the two different levels of fan service because a lot of animes that are like, hey, I'm an anime, but I just happen to have fan service. Those are a lot of times they're okay, you know. I mean, who cares? That's it's part of the culture. It's part of the uh, Japan that you expect to see fan service now. It's just to what degree is it in your show? Is like there going finding, to be a special episode, or is it just going to be a scene every two or three? Are they going to go to a bathhouse? Like, do you blink always, and there's gravity-defying jiggle features, or the guy there is bounce? always there is always in every single series ever. Well, okay. <laughs> Mostly, um, a pool beach hot springs episode. 
Yeah. Like yep. you always have you always have to have your your Canon Pool Beach Hot Springs episode. Uh, uh otherwise it, the, what what's the point of having a show? <laughs> when they banned from Cartoon Network when you're airing out Lost Star for some reason. <laughs> oh, I have the caster shells now. Let's see when what? you do that one though, like when you do that the episode of it, you brace yourself. Oh, this is the fan service episode. I know what it's going to be. It's not gratuitous. Like it's well, it's it's still gratuitous. You just have the opportunity to prepare yourself for gratuity. Yeah, I but, suppose so. I, I didn't like High School of the Dead. I love and hate that series so fucking. <laughs> man, um, one of our one of yeah. our good friends in the press, um, Forty Two Believer Sarah, um, she actually enjoys that show. Believe it, like surprisingly, like I absolutely like I love the manga to High School of the Dead, but the anime was awful. The God, anime was yes. tor- the anime was torturous, but I love reading the manga to High School of the Dead. She loved the anime because she didn't read the manga, and I was just like, no. They read did, the they, manga, please. Like, they, yeah, I haven't like, read it either. I, I, I don't hate it, and I didn't love it, but I'll, I would watch more if they made more of them. I mean, um, I'm watching, well, I like the story and the plot and whatnot and everything, but it's like, Every five seconds, somebody's There's, boobs are in my face. That, though it I, has that that show has given one of the penultimate reasons for the social justice squad to yell at fan service in anime, which <laughs> is the the sniper shell betwixt the tatas, yeah, yes. independent <laughs> bouncing without no no, and it's like just alternating. Like, why? Why? Um, actually, I think that's a pretty good place to start as High School of the Dead because that was that's probably one of the most up most there, recent like, yeah most recent up there prominent. Fan service based shows where like yes we have a show but the fan service is really really high. It's pr- um, oh yeah, and um, and one of the things I want to say is that, yes the, the fan service is still in the manga, um, but it's not animated so it's not as bad. Um, the fact that the anime animated all the fan service like kind of brought it up to that next level of fan service, and that was one of the problems I had with the anime was. Um, uh, when they jumped from you know the manga to the anime, they added things to the story that didn't happen, especially unnecessary interactions between characters. And I just kind of pretend that the anime never happened uh, because the story- <laughs> because of the fan service. Yeah, because of the fan service. But uh, and and it's kind of, it really sucks too because the anime ended where the manga really kind of picks up. Like they get to the mall at the end of the anime series, and it's like the end. We're not going to continue this show. We're not going to show you the best part. Yeah, like, we introduce cool cool characters again, like, new characters. They're cool. Good story. And, and, and stuff happens, like, plot twists and everything, but that's where it ends. Read the manga, guys. <laughs> like, I love the animation in it. Like, it's nice and fluid and everything, but it's just so much fan service. They did a really, really good job at, like, making it horrifying. Like, making, like, the sense of chaos that they created in the show is mm-hmm. is spot on. Like, that is how crazy people would go if, if stuff was going down the tubes. But... I, I love boobs attention the, to detail. Yeah, I love boobs as much as the next guy, but if it's in my face all day, I need a break. <laughs> well, okay, so... Take a nap. In that He's case... intolerant. You know... What? What if it was a show that was that was like a harem, you know, that that like Girls Bravo or something like that? Uh, do you even watch those shows? I mean, because I'm that's, not a fan of harems. Yeah, because th- those shows are are made for that very specific thing. You it's know? not though, because it depends on what harem you're talking about. Because uh, you have shows like Love Hina, which is you know, one of the best harems ever made. To guilty some pleasure. People. No, that's not a guilty pleasure for me. I just straight I thought for me it was a guilty Hina. pleasure. Remember um, one of our oh, past yeah. episodes. Uh, um, but then you have things like um, Mock and Key, which is just like, oh, hey, 
He's going like, to love me more because I have bigger boobs. Yeah, basically. What's a, what's a, how, okay, we'll, we'll ask our first question here because we usually run Tapakachis off of questions. What's a show with fan service in it that you don't, really don't mind that there's fan service in it? Gurren Lagann. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that is true. Yeah, that's a pretty straight, uh, straight answer. Although, I, um, Hiroyuki Imashi, uh, every single one of his shows has sexual overtones in it throughout, no matter what he's ever done. Yeah. Like, like, have you guys been seeing any of the new animes this season? I know it's kind of a stretch question, but anything. Kill a Kill? Like, have you seen Kill a Kill? Uh, I actually, I have been meaning to look into Kill a Kill. It, there, it's cover. it's filled to the brim of, like, all just fan service, but it's crazy him he's almost kind of like the michael bay of anime but in a good way like with, not, with more like, substance yeah let's, especially let's, uh, he's michael bay without he's michael bay without being michael bay because <laughs> it's just, one when when i was first watching gurren Lagann, i mean I'd, I'd seen bits and pieces of it i'd seen the art of it and finally sat down to watch the series i was struck by the the fan service with yoko but at the same time it was, I mean, it was there, it was as crafted as you would expect a fan service scene to be, but the rest of the show was just as over the top, so it's like it justified itself. Yeah, ex- and, and that's actually still, what, that's what a lot of shows do, yeah. There was still a heart to what was going on, so you could still, you could connect to the characters and actually invest yourself and give a shit, whereas <laughs> Michael Bay gives you pieces of plastic that hit each other on screen, whether they be breasts bouncing against each other or robots with giant mechanical yep. testicles. With explosions. Yep. I, uh, That's yep, just a lot absolutely. of plastic shrapnel. Absolutely. <laughs> I, it really doesn't even bother me that much in any of the shows, at least the ones that I watched. Maybe if I was to watch other ones that was way more gratuitous. But even like with High yeah. School of the Dead, when there was that crazy sniper boob thing, I was like, this is absurd. And it was almost like... <laughs> it's laughable. Yeah, exactly. God, yeah. I mean, that well, is... That, Scene is inordinately laughable. Oh my god, it keeps you in stitches. <laughs> yeah. Unlike yeah. the ones on her shirt, which didn't pop. Exactly. Because <laughs> um, because because then you have shows like um, you know, Queen's Blade, Ikitosin, uh, the new the new season one, uh, uh, Want to Be the Strongest in the World, which actually isn't as fan servicey as the other two that I just mentioned. They actually just announced that the Blu-ray will be uncensored. Seriously? Yep. Wow. Okay then. <laughs> I actually I did not. I missed that one. You mentioning Ikitosin kind of brought it back to mind because that's one where. It's like the story, it, it was, it wrote this weird line where the story was like almost compelling, but it wasn't, and the fan service was there, but it wasn't yep. at the same time, and it became yep. overbearing because it's like this isn't contributing anything to the scene, and which it's is, not uh, far enough, there's too much happening in it to be a fan service shot. Which is what it brings up in that special genre that, uh, you know, the Japanese have kind of coined themselves, which is the girl fight genre, where it's like you have a majority female cast that just fight each other and their clothes explode. <laughs> And because uh, and uh, I think this will be the first time I say this on the show, maybe not uh, that I have all of Ikitosin on DVD at the moment, and and I've seen most of it. Uh, the next season of it um, is coming out. Funimation is actually releasing The Great Guardians. I think at the end of December, actually December thirtieth. So by the time this episode actually airs, Great Guardians will actually be released by Funimation. And uh, so I know what you're talking about, uh, Tony. Where as far as yes, it's a fan service show, but. I kind of see an existence of of a, of a little bit of a story off in the distance over there. What is it? I can't I can't really see it. They, kind of all thing. these people are really into something. I don't <laughs> quite. And they're they're interested. It kind of makes me interested. But it's uh, yeah. and it's funny because just just talking about it made me think of another series that I, I thoroughly enjoyed and has one of, in my opinion, is one of the best wrap ups to an anime I've ever watched. And that's My Hime. I, I don't remember exactly when it came out. It's old. But 
It, it is. <laughs> it's, it's older. It's older. It's like yeah. four or five years at this point. And it's had a sequel that had something and nothing to do with it. But it's set around a school where there's all these girls with these powers where they have these monsters that come out and fight for them that's attached, attached to the thing that they love more than anything else. And we're introduced to this one character who first arrives there. And it's just, it, it's kind of a girl fight because, like I said, all the characters are, all the primary combatants are female. Yeah. It rode that line but rode it better because there was a significant amount of fan service. There was a significant amount of, are these two girls going to get together? <laughs> oh, look, they're both each other's most important thing. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, called the yeah. That's called Yuri fan shipping. But did it in a way of of actually being a compelling story, a compelling character narrative that fell apart in the second half of the series, but still was pretty good and wrapped up, like I said, really well. So that's one to check out if you enjoy things. Yeah, go for it. Mind Jiggle physics. Okay. One thing that we should touch upon is something uh, of a show in the way that fan service ruins things in in the way that. The, that some writers think it's a necessity. Sword Art Online did that for their second season. Dylan, you can attest to this one. Well, it wasn't uh, really so much fan service as it was just like weird sexual overtones. But that's but that's still fan service, you know. It, 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 cause, Cause, cause because they, what happened was the writers themselves wrote their own fan fiction, and and that's kind of what what fan service is is where they where creators beat fans to the punch to like the sexual overtones that they yeah. can add to a series because you know fans will create fan art and stuff like that of oh this character is doing this and but um but that's why it, it's kind of like fan service because now you know oh Asuna's wrapped up in tentacles it's like oh like that's, now the fans don't have to yeah do now it. the fan like now the fan yeah, like that. Like, I, yeah, I get that then, yeah. <laughs> is and, and fan that, service always sexual? I would say yeah. generally. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say the the basic, at least in anime terms, like when it comes to anime fandom, when people say fan service, yes, mostly, most of the time there is a sexual pref- uh, like reference to it. So you wouldn't and, necessarily apply it for something that's, say, just over, I mean, sex is an easy thing to overuse. It's an easy thing to overindulge, period. But say if we're talking about, say, a show like Bravest Warriors, and everybody loves Catbug, because Catbug's so adorable. But could there not come a time where all the adorable Catbug and, you know, having the child actor who portrays Catbug saying ridiculous things just, you know, goes too far? It's the same, like, you know, it's just too much of a good thing, kind of. Yeah, Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Like, is basically anything that you like, but... If, in moderation, if, all things yeah, in moderation. Beat you over the head with it, it just gets annoying and irritating. Be- because they know they can squeeze a dollar out of you or something. That's actually a really interesting point. Um, and I wonder if that means that, uh, well, America uses fan service as well, just not in the same way that we're used to when we talk about anime. Like, maybe maybe just the fact that we know fan service as the specific way we do in the anime world, that we kind of glaze over it when it's done a different way, like the overuse of a fan-favorite character, or, you know, because, I mean, didn't, even, didn't Catbug even get his own show for a little while there? Uh, he had his own episode, but they all had a, uh, their own, like, little mini-episode in between season one and two. Oh, okay. But he, yeah. is, he is the breakout star in a big way. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, and it was funny because he just kind of showed up in one episode too, and everybody was like, "Ah, Catbug!" And and uh, this is a, a this is I saw a spinoff, I suppose, of a of fan service is that uh, a, like Mighty Fine, the company that does all the merch for Bravest Warriors and much of the merch for Adventure Time and so on and so forth, they will decide ahead of time 
what the fans are going to memify mm-hmm. and have shirts already ready for it. Like I, yeah. there was a, in the third episode. This is using Bravest Warriors as an example again. Uh, third episode, there's a bunch of unicorns in a holodeck simulation where they're rubbing butter lettuce against their chests and so on. <laughs> and um, like you do, uh, right? Yeah. And, and and so there's before like before the episode was even out, there was uh, there was a, a shirt of it with one of these these hunky Chippendale unicorns that says like locally grown and <laughs> and is that. Is that it was a self it was a self fulfilling prophecy almost right exactly I mean it, they were they were right mm-hmm. but is that okay that they were right I think and did the, they contribute to it right well probably most of the fan service that we think about in America is merchandising stuff they he brought Catbug there's probably way more Catbug merchandise than anything else so you get yeah. beat over the head with it like that's I true love Invader Zim I hate Gur. because <laughs> of all the fan service that you see all the time because of and, Hot Topic. It's it's kind of like <laughs> just the resentment that can go towards a character when it gets oversaturated. I mean, a lot of people hate yes. Wolverine or hate Deadpool because True. they're everywhere. I mean, here in the Nerdy Show studio, we've got comic book pages lining the walls, and you kind of have to look for one that doesn't have Wolverine hidden somewhere on it. These <laughs> <laughs> are DC comics, too. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's just there with a bub or a snicked waiting for you. Well, admittedly, these the reason that we have comic pages lining the walls is they're mostly from the 90s and they're mostly garbage. So... <laughs> <laughs> but even now, I mean, Wolverines. I mean, Nerdy Show just talked about this not too long ago. You've got how many Wolverine comics out there? No, it was Flame On. Flame On was talking about how he's got five different series that he's appearing in. He's part of the main Avengers team, Uncanny Avengers. He's got his own solo title. There's Wolverine and the X Men, and then he's got Savage Wolverine. This That's is this a frequent movies. problem, but at the end of the day, you can always no prize it and make it work, you know? Pretty much, but it ties back into fan service. People like Wolverine. They like that gruff, lovable guy with a with a dark history. He's the best he is at what he does, and what he does isn't very nice unless he's raising a little girl to lead a life <laughs> oh, that <God>. she didn't. <laughs> oh, taking it back. <laughs> I take better care of kids that ain't my own. Essentially, and it's it's the same thing with Deadpool a little bit, where it's like, hey, it's funny when Deadpool talks to himself and there's different colored caption boxes. Let's do that everywhere. And then in the series where it's not Deadpool, we get to pretend that there's other caption boxes there. And, uh... <laughs> and so just it's it's that that overdoing it, that kind of fans like it. Let's let's do more. And you see that kind of falling apart back with the with the jiggles and the animus. That's that's an interesting thought then. Um... Because, you know, you've all been to a convention before, and, and some of the people that go to a convention are the ones who get overexcited about things. And for... Typically. In, in that case... Understatement. <laughs> I get a little, like, they get a little excited, you know. I was, I was trying to be nice, but... Um, Not on this podcast, sir. You brought your producers in. All, all curtains are down. We're drawn. Right. I, I guess that could be a reason why why f- such fan service exists is because they fall for it every time because they're just so excited to see all like like all this fan service that's coming out that is like yeah I agree and then they eat it all up and and all that this doesn't challenge my views of the world in any way <laughs> yeah exactly I mean um, it's a generalization but I think everybody's interests like if on an on an independent basis is a sliding scale you know. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you, yeah. I mean, we're all fans of something, and you, we, our views are swayed. You're either a personality type that wants to be indulged completely, or this is on a, on a this is making it binary. Wants to be indulged completely, or wants to be challenged consistently. And most people exist somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Oh, the new 52 static comic sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, there, was, there was another, another fan service thought, just an, an interesting bit that I thought of in, in a show that... Because Evangelion, at the end of the first half of the episodes of the series... Always uh-huh. promise, you know, hey, here's what's coming, but don't worry, there'll be more fan service. And it was kind of this this nice balance to all the dark shit that was going on. And you really felt its absence in the second half of the series, where huh. everything stopped. And it was like, oh, look, these characters are actually having sex. This is an opportune time for fan service, except it's filled with guilt and, and <laughs> sorrow. <laughs> and yeah, yeah I, I gave a sweet, is, sad boner. This is so, this is so <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, I remember seeing that the very first time on Adult Swim. That was weird. Well, I mean, everything about Evangelion is weird, but um, that's kind of a weird example. Just because, um, just because, I, I feel like because it is so dark all the time, like it's really hard to say yes. There's fan service in Evangelion because it's just it's so dark. Like uh, fan service is always like is always associated with oh, this is silly. Like, did so, did Shinji um, live out every Asuka fanboy's fantasy in the first end of Evangelion? <laughs> Quite possibly. Who knows? It's, did anybody did anybody get that joke? Somewhere no? at home, okay. someone did. So, yeah, somewhere at home, somebody, somebody said, "Ha ha!" Twenty fourteen. Yeah, if if you watch the first, I don't know, ten minutes of uh, end of Evangelion, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, probably. He does something to Asuka while she's in a coma. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's not okay. Well, he does something to himself while looking at Oscar while she's right. in a coma. Marginally more okay. Yeah. On a scale of one scumbag, we are still at backwards cat wearing an open shirt in public, but not not quite not quite as bad. The subjective yeah. scale image, but all right. <laughs> but yeah. It, like that's an interesting thought of whether or not that's fan service or if they're well, trying to get something just just trying to. Well, I mean, they 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 starkly were. Like I said, for the first ten or so episodes, there was always a scene or two where there there was comedy. There was legitimate comedy. There was Shinji yes. Pope peeking down a shirt. There was an uncomfortable conversation about breasts. There was there was humor. Yep. Yeah, that's true. But then it went away, <laughs> and they stopped talking about it at. All there was no more yeah. promise. It was just like we're going to go down the rabbit hole now. Come along, children. That fun uncle who just stopped showing up for some reason. No, he started showing up, but then he he had a bottle in his hand, a five o'clock shadow, and he started smacking you around a little bit. <laughs> Damn! What happened to Uncle? Pretty much, um, it, that was the series. It kind of runs along, kind of the the fight between um, you know, with my favorite anime, Elf and Lead, where. The anime is dark the whole way through, but um, and and there's a lot of lot of discussion whether or not it's fan service or 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 what's going on with it. Uh, me personally, I say it's not fan service, but um, most of the female characters you see them naked in ninety percent of the time, in like in like almost every single episode. Uh, but it's never ever ever done in a like in a sexual manner like they're just they just are naked and uh, i mean and and when it is in a sexual manner it's very uncomfortable and very dark and a lot of people are like oh this this is porn or oh this is but it's but it, it kind of like progresses the story into the point where it's like no you have to understand they're you, you know they're treated like 
like it, like lo, like like lesser humans and they're not like they're subhuman and it's it, like very nasty um but but they're naked so like it, is that considered a form of fan service well it could hmm. it could be in the sense that at the beginning it was used as a marketing tool to bring you know a male audience in, you know, to say like, hey, this, this chick is naked forever, uh, you know, and then they're like, cool, let me start reading it. And then, you find, oh, and, then no. and then you find out it's a good story and you keep going. So in that case, it, they use fan service as a marketing tool. Yeah, I, I would argue that no, because fan service, fan service, in, in my estimation of it and what I've seen is kind of that when when we take a break from whatever the hell is that, from whatever the hell else is going on to follow the male gaze to something round and moving. Okay, so you're, so you're basically on my you're on my side of it. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it might be yeah, it, baseballs, it, beach balls, absolutely. So so balls. Sports in general, so long yeah. as they're flesh colored, flesh colored, and covered with some sort of tardy little outfit and life giving. Yes, because then you get uh, on the same kind of note where you get to the point of uh, like a, a, sh- a comedy show like Rama One Half, which we mentioned earlier, where yes, there's nudity in it, and it's kind of enticing. Um, hey, here we're going to use a lot of jokes for it. And then you realize that partway through the series, we're not doing this anymore. We're just playing off comedy. There's no more boobs. And that kind of gets into where Jonathan was at, where it's like, oh, let's bring in an audience. And then we'll... And now that now that you're into the story, we don't have to do we don't have to subject you to this anymore. That said, fan service actually is one of the elements that pushed me away from Rama One Half, the show eventually. Really, uh, I still I still really enjoy the show. I um like very much so. I I I grew up like watching it. Like it was one of the few animes at uh, at Blockbuster Video. So I mm-hmm. I, I got a hold of that, even though they labeled Cat, it Cat- as NC seventeen. <laughs> Yeah, some of them. Some of our fans on who are listening to this probably don't even know what Blockbuster Video. This is, is going to end in 2014. Well, well, that was fan service for fans old enough to know what Blockbuster Video was. <laughs> oh, well, you know who you, you are. You know. take that blue movie ticket and you run with it. Boys. That's that's some nostalgia <laughs> fan service. Please enjoy. It's Netflix um, before Netflix, where you had to go down to a store to get something. It was weird. You had to talk to people. It was awful. Um, Sad fact: Blockbuster <laughs> had the opportunity to buy Netflix. They didn't. Oh. Wow. That anyway, Cap, go, go anyway, ahead, yeah, Cap. yeah. So, so I, I was Rama was one of my first like animes that I watched regularly, um, and eventually I read the manga also. But there were things like uh, the Rama one half uh, movie, the movie two, uh, which mm-hmm. was basically a feature length beach episode, um, and yes. it was it was all like glistening breasts and and I was just it was it was very different. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is really weird. Like it had always been the nudity has always had always been just incidental. You know, yeah, just, yeah. You're nude. What so what of it? Just not. He, he's a guy with no oper- with no concept of modesty. He just happens to have a healthy rack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and so so that was one of the first the first elements which pushed me away from uh, the animated Ranma and more to the manga where I, where everything was generally more balanced because then though it wasn't explicit um, sexual fan service I felt like the uh, anime itself became considerably more repetitious than the manga. I was more caught in a cycle of indulging, hey, that worked before, let's do it again, and uh, and sort of churning it back. Fellow uh, episodes. Yeah, consistently. And it was weird because it was still based on the manga, but it also was, the comedy wasn't as sharp, it was just, was it got bland, uh, to me anyway. Um, yeah. So I, then it was then it was all, all manga. I switched tracks over to manga exclusively until I fizzled out completely. <laughs> One of the things I always found interesting, just as a little side note, was um, considering how much fan service Ranma does 
like provide that um, that it's actually written by a female writer, like that she's the one that writes all that. Yeah, like you, you'd almost think that um, that fan service is written predominantly by by males, but um, but I thought that was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, well, again, I, I think that, that leads to a cultural thing, though. Yeah, it could also be one of the reasons why it didn't feel obscene. It didn't feel. Yeah. It, was, it was incidental. It was just oh, this is happening now, or oh, this is where this scene is happening, and it was it was yeah. fan service. Without being fan service, you didn't have as many. Oh, that girl bent over. Now the camera's right here. Look at all the bits. It yeah. was Pensu. more just. Oh, Pensu everywhere. And I mean, even when, because I mean, fuck, you had the you had the old teacher whose name I have completely forgotten now. The one who looked like a little flea. Oh him, Mr. Feeny, per, the little perv. The oh, little oh, perv. We're talking about Rama still. Yeah, we're still talking about Rama. <laughs> what, what the fuck was his name? But yeah, yeah, it, yeah, you, it was you, the grandfather. The, the grandfather who. Oh, um, uh, yeah, um, uh, happy. Hapo-san. Uh, ha- uh, Hapo-san. Yeah, Hapo-san. That's it. He stole panties. Yeah. That was an entire. But you didn't see any of the. And it was a source of power. Yeah, you didn't see anything <laughs> at, of what would today be considered one of those quintessential panty shots. Yep. Where it's mm-hmm. there, there was none of that. So it was it was a very inc- incidental. Where you know, as a little kid who had no idea what was going on, you were ooh. But you weren't like, all right, drop the pants, let's get this done. <laughs> that's what that's what that's what hentai is for. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so again, Rumiko Rumiko Takahashi doing it. Long point, I guess, made, but she she kind of lent a, a normalcy to it, and that might because uh, and I for I guess if I anybody mean, doesn't know Rama one half. Short story is a guy turns into a girl every time he gets in hot water, and other people turn into other things in this hot water, cold water situation of back and forth. So that's the short version. But it's, I mean, you mentioned that the the first thing that really kind of turned you off of it outside of the the repetition that started hitting the series was one of the movies, which traditionally don't have much involvement from the series creator. Yeah, see, I didn't know that back then. And, of course, like, it's pretty pretty fucking clear. Yeah, Um, yeah. And to an adult size, but then I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Wait, I I don't understand any of this. Why? Yeah, which, what which um, I, I actually haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still like, I'm only, I'm halfway through season six. What um you ran into? They're not called movies in Japan. Like that never came out in theaters or anything like that. Oh yeah, it it was an OVA. No, or, actually, it was a movie. Um, they they really did make <laughs> Rama movies because because they, they actually have a separate 13 episode Rama series. Yeah, called, the, the uh, OVA the, series. Yeah, the, which is an OVA series. <laughs> <laughs> which is in the movie. Which is some, actually some of the strongest uh, episodes of the animated series, I feel. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but leading into my point... Yeah, he still has a point to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that um, OVAs or original, original video animations... Which are, we actually talk about in our hardcore, anima- our hardcore panel. Are, ...are made by the same creators, and they are completely off-topic as to do whatever they feel like they want to do, whether or not it's just a, a random subject that they wish they could have covered, or if it's to fulfill their own fan fictions... Yeah. You know, um, so that they can so that they can indulge their audience, um, and that's typically what they are. They're not called movies all the time, which is which is why um, when the OVA came out, it was treated kind of like HBO, where there were no more rules because you weren't bound by TV's laws, like yeah. a TV series laws, so they could put in it whatever they wanted. So um, so they would make these OVA series like after you knew what the series was, they would make an OVA so that fans would seek it out. And purchase it separately, 
So, and they would have, like, e- extra bits of content that would be interesting to a fan. Perhaps but, naughty bits? <laughs> tying yeah. it back to well, fan service? Well, you have things like Violence Jack, yeah. <laughs> which is a complete OVA series, never had a TV series, which they really were like, we're going to do whatever we want in Balls this. Uh, to the wall. So. <laughs> so then, Quite literally, in so some yeah. Places. So then, so then you do have series like that where uh, it's it's only OVA. It doesn't have a, a predecessor or anything like that. It's just an OVA, right. so they can do whatever the heck they want. Yes, I, I, I just realized that there was a, a piece um, of fan service that I, I failed to mention, which was a fan service site that I came across like right before we started recording this. It's called. It's a website called fapservice.com. You're and welcome. It is, Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. What it is, it's a blog that is every fan service show or and every, or every show or manga that has ever had fan service in it. Ju- and it's it's just the videos of the fan service parts. <laughs> so if you ever just wanted to watch a fan service show or a show that had fan service in it, and, and just watch the fan service parts. You go to you go to this site. That's pretty much. All I got the tissues. I got the stuff, but I don't got the time. Where am I gonna go? <laughs> Fapservice.com. <laughs> there yep. you go. And I one of the things that that was really funny <laughs> to me because it's so oddly specific was about making suggestions for videos. There are three rules. Number one, <laughs> make make sure the suggestion has nipple sightings. No nipples, no videos. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you see the nipples are like the imprint of nips. That's their motto. Yeah. No nipples, no videos. That, that means... That means no kisses, no Senran Kagura, no Sorowa Otomoshino, etc. Please do not suggest unless you are sure the anime has nipples in it. That's in bold and italics. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm picturing now somebody who's looking at it going... I think those are nipples, but I don't have my anatomy textbook next to me. I'm not sure. Rule number two. If a recommendation... There's more than one. Okay. If a recommendation does have nipples, it will probably need a solid minute of them to justify a video. (laughs) If it is... A solid minute as opposed to a limp minute. And now a minute of nipples. (laughs) If it's... Hold <laughs> on, oh, oh, it's not done. Womp. If it's just a couple here and there, e.g., Code Geass or High School of the Dead, I'll find use for it in a future project, but it probably won't get its own video. My own personal project. It's never good when they'll Rule. say, I'll find use for these nipples later. <laughs> Rule number three if it clears those two requirements, I'll eventually get around to including it in a poll. I'll let the readers decide whether or not I'll make a video for, for the most part. The fuck is this? Asimov's Three Laws of Robubics? <laughs> I mean, seriously. The boob stays in motion. Is that an episode title? <laughs> Perhaps. Video must contain wow. nipples. If nipples are contained in video, must be for at least one solid moment. If it, previous two requirements are met, video will be made. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> so speaking of fan service, do we have any questions from any of our fans? Okay, so our only piece of fan service that we have for uh, this episode is from our fan Scott, who emailed us about the subject of Christmas episodes, which was our last episode. Yeah, um, um, and actually, there was that one point in the episode where um, where we asked Dylan 
is there a Christmas episode in Gundam? And into which you responded, I did sure not there definitely is. say no. I said there's like thousands of episodes, and I haven't yeah, seen them. Yeah, no, all. you said you said in which there you said there probably is somewhere. Well, Scott cleared this up for us. Okay, well, thanks, Scott. <laughs> and he said in Endless Waltz, Endless Waltz is entirely set on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Probably should have known that. It's, it's a Gundam Wing Christmas. Yeah, it's a very Gundam Christmas. Santa Gundam. <laughs> so, uh, Death Santa. So there, there you have it. Thank Thanks, you Scott. Very much, I, I totally yeah. forgot that. Nor probably didn't even realize. Like you will suffer my cheer, my yule, and my holiday spirit. You get a two-day ta for Christmas. <laughs> my mistletoes. <laughs> So, um, so that, was really, that was it? We didn't get any more fan service? Nope. Sure. That's it. We didn't have service. any Tumblr asks? Nope. We're good. With the end of fan service, it's just time to do some shameless plugs. Doing some shameless plugs. Uh, here's how we end the show, guys. So, um, if you guys want to join in on our conversation about fan service, maybe you have some opinions, maybe you have some questions. Maybe, maybe you have some awesome sites. Maybe you have some <laughs> awesome sites like that. Maybe you have some hint Apparently... <laughs> Um, of midgets. We, About you glitch. can email us. <laughs> <laughs> sure, go for it. <laughs> you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That is wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also check us out on facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we uh, frequently post important news that is relevant to your likings and uh, where we will be and what we are doing. Uh, new videos that are coming out. You can check us out at youtube.com slash reviews where we frequently update videos from conventions, reviews on anime, um, other comedy bits. Um, and then you can check out our Tumblr, where uh, Victoria mostly runs the show over there, but we have frequent postings over there as well. Um, we're, I don't know, anything anime, I guess. Um, and finally, you can go to nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime if you are not already there listening to this podcast episode, if you are listening to it on iTunes, where you can find our featured videos and our podcasts. Go right ahead, Nerdy Show guys. Plug everything you need to plug. Cool. Well, hey, it's yeah. the... It's, it's not awesome that you get to hear that. It's the beginning of a new year, so uh, that means we have our final boss, and uh, we've released our, our top 20 nerdy things of 2013. Uh, so there's a full list online, and if all goes well, a podcast to accompany it. But, yeah, buddy. Uh, don't take my word for it. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, we got a Nerdy Show book club coming out soon. We're going to be talking to Michael Grant, the co-author of Animorphs. I'm excited. I wasn't part of it, but I'm still excited. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, an all, we, we were knocking it out the park with uh, with interviews at towards the end of the year. Things are going to chill out a little bit. While we renew our resources, um, but there's going to be more Nerdy Show coming your way. I mean, didn't you talk to Chris Carter, the guy who created the fucking X-Files? We did, in fact, do that thing. That is that awesome. That was a great episode. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I'll have a comprehensive list of things to look forward to in 2014, but uh, suffice it to say, uh, more awesome Nerdy Show, more big interviews, uh, probably some big changes as we consistently upgrade the show and the site and then the whole network. And uh, more Nerdy Show Live, our uh, video show. We filmed a pilot last year. There's going to be more this year and more video content in general. And, I mean, heck, if you yeah, guys yeah. are on nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime to check out the Wicked Anime stuff, just delete that Wicked Anime part from your browser bar and check out the rest of the Nerdy Show site. we got a lot of awesome podcasts. Don't, don't ever delete any Wicked Anime anything. I'm just saying that if they wanted to go to nerdyshow.com, they, they can. They if, don't even need to change the web address that much. That's true. 
That's and true. then they can check out all the awesome nerdy show podcasts that we do, like Flame On, the All Gay All Geek podcast. It's there as well. There's uh, presumably, if you're listening to Wicked Anime, you're well aware of the exquisite content available for all of your nerdy interests on NerdyShow.com. Like some of those comics that Wait, have been done. NerdyShow.com again. NerdyShow.com. But um, <laughs> like, like in, 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 in a in a in a more sort of a, a news things you may not know. Um, if maybe by the time you're hearing this, we've got our user poll out there. And that's going to be uh, really important if you're a fan of any of our programming. Uh, we want to hear back from you. You want to know uh, who you are or at least what your age is. Um, and Where you live. Some of this is starting to sound creepy. What, what shows you like, what, what kind of content you like on Nerdy your Show, age. whether it's podcasts or videos or whatever. Uh, there's going to be specific questions tailored to Wicked Anime and all the various other shows. Some of it optional, some of it mandatory. And uh, there is some perks attached to um, filling this entire thing out. If it's not out yet, it will be soon. Uh, it's pretty important because it's going to dictate how the entire network of shows can expand. And, of course, we're a small company here, so we need uh, all the feedback. fan help we can. And, and this feedback is very, very important. Let's just know what we're doing well and what you want to continue to Because otherwise, we're just flying blind. And we know. We know already you want more Pokeballs of Steelix. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. It's coming. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can do more Pokeballs in the near future. We do love doing Pokeballs. We um, do. Uh, You're catering to the right audience. Yes. <laughs> and and our, um, our Call of Cthulhu show is forthcoming, and a new season of Dungeons & Doritos is starting this month. Uh, if you got into it with the, uh, the prelude uh, the previous month, that was just a taste. Uh, so uh, book three is starting in January. I, that's uh, that's if the you're bulk in, of the things I know I can say right now. If you're enjoying, if you do enjoy the Dungeons and Doritos, I recommend that you check out the Dungeons and Doritos comic book that we've got on our website. You can purchase it on nerdyshow.com. Who's the artist on that, Tony? I have no idea, but I know it was written by this guy Mike Pandell, who's pretty cool. And well, all right, fine, you, you worked it out of me. I might have drawn it, and it it looks honestly, I think it does look pretty good. Cap did a great job coloring the cover and the the design on the sketch cover, which it, is issue two is coming out in 2014, by the way, and uh, the other issues will follow shortly. In fact, if you come see us at a convention, if we don't have the second issue available by the time we're there, we do have an eight page preview. Uh, we, of what to expect. Yeah, we, and we are going to be on site at MegaCon doing a lot of crazy stuff, and that's probably when issue two will be released. And uh, the first issue is 99 cents if you want to read it digitally. So that's pretty cheap. You should do it. It's got cum jokes. Come on. You need this comic. And then just as a final shameless plug for me personally, if you do like the artwork you've seen from me, which you really might not have considering <laughs> this is an audio podcast, but you know what? It's the internet. Track me down. Tony Baldini or Sketchalings.com. Sketchalings.com. Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. And end rant. <laughs> And shameless Just plugs. Just we can't get All more right. shameless unplugging. Glitch, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Something to plug for me. Hey, <laughs> I have a Twitch stream. <laughs> Hold on. It, it's, it's a glitch Twitch? It's a glitch Twitch where I stream video games. I've been doing a Nuzlocke challenge of Pokemon games so far, building up to X and Y, what I can probably afford to get the game in the A3DS. <laughs> but I haven't played... Anything past Johto. No, actually Hoenn region. So the Platinum series, the black and white would be completely a blind Nuzlocke run, which would be fun for everyone to watch. And if you've been watching so far, I'm on Emerald. And for those of you who know, there's my favorite B drill, Staberto. 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 
who is the shit? Okay, I don't. He's going to the elite four with me. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Stabby died in my <laughs> leaf green version. No, oh, no. What Stabby died on? Like, like died, died. Yeah, that's the Nuzlocke challenge. When they faint, they considered gone. Oh shit! I, I almost was, cried when I lost Olga. <laughs> it's a rough time. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. Happy New Year to you all. Hopefully 2014 treats you well, and we will uh, you will hear from us very soon. I guess it's time to sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye. 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 Happy New Year. Anime fan service Woo. for you guys. Any fanfics? Not, no fanfics yet, Glitch. <laughs> no Glitch, we do not have fanfics yet. Funny you should mention that. I have something here on my phone. I should just write in as an anonymous and, be, and write uh, you a fanfic. <laughs> Glitch gazed into Dylan's eyes. Oh, leave me out of this. <laughs> Raiden we from are... Mortal Kombat saw this on his cloud and shot an electric boner. <laughs> <laughs> they were both Mpreg. Electric Money is the name of our band, the actually. Fleming Twins. <laughs> yes, Impreg. Glitch gave birth to Jonathan. Dylan gave birth to Andrew when they hyper-accelerated and all had an orgy the end. There you go, Glitch. You can finally put that to rest. In the sequel, you're unbirthed. <laughs> I'm putting that reality. Made me, that made me feel more uncomfortable than I thought it would. <laughs> My job is done. It didn't make you more comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Wicked Anime Podcast. As listeners support entertainment, we allow you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, 
rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shoppingatnerdyshow.com slash store, or directly donating to this network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com slash support to chip in. To find out how you and your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more episodes of Wicked Anime, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news on us, you can follow us on any social network. <laughs> We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Or all your favorite social networks. Fuck the ones you don't like. 